Seven o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, and I gotta tell you, I'm a little sad tonight. I've got the pundit blues, I've got the pundit blues. Because I had to record that cringy ass bullshit, <laughs> that's why I'm sad. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, welcome to the program. <laughs> Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. She's, she's, she might have the pundit blues, but I have a feeling her husband's got the blue ball blues. Oh wow, yeah, fish sticks on the couch uh, night again. Ooh, yeah. So, well, <laughs> and of course, Joe Santorsis, Grand Pennsylvania, the Electric City. I, th- I think it's a fetish. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> if anybody. If anybody doesn't, I think they have, think they have angry sex. Uh, I do yeah, think, I think yeah. Well, and, and if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about right now with that, oh, that pundit blues clip that we just heard. Well, some audio has been unearthed. Some video has been unearthed of Kellyanne Conway when she was still Kellyanne Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, um, Fitz. She Fitzpatrick. No, she doesn't fit Gerald. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> um, when she was twenty-eight. Yeah, twenty-eight. She was twenty-eight years old. This is really important. From nineteen ninety-eight. What's, what's but what's what's that in human years? Uh, <laughs> uh, twenty-seven and a half. Um, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Kellyanne uh, Fitzpatrick, or as I'm calling her now, Cringy Ann Cringeway, um, she did a little stand-up. I I because it made me want to. Wasn't that it like was stand-up DC benefit? I don't know, but it was stand-up that made me want to lay down and die. <laughs> Didn't benefit <laughs> us at all. I'll say no. that. So this is. This is the first, they, 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 apparently, I think Tommy Christopher shared this at first over uh, on media. I'm sure it showed up somewhere else first, but, um, God almighty, it's awful. She, she did this acapella song for lack of a better term, um, <laughs> called it was stand up. The Pundit Blues. And she was really proud of herself. And this shit is not funny at all. 
It is so bad. You know, it makes me it makes me think of um, uh, who was it? Uh, Gro- uh, Grover. Grover Norquist. Norquist. Yeah, Norquist. didn't he? Didn't he yep. fancy himself as a stand-up for a while too? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh I yeah. Don't you mean? Want you mean that's not that. what he's been doing all these years? <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, stand up. No, sit down. <laughs> uh, this is terrible. But yeah, Kellyanne Conway, everybody. I am, I am, I'm sorry. I've got the pundit blues. I've got the pundit blues. All year I've kept the pace. On TV took my place. Lots of makeup on my face and sexy dress of lace. Oh. Said the president's a big disgrace. Insist Paula had a case. Oh. Chatted about the disaffected base. But now I've got the pundit blues. Oh, God, make it in. Kosovo now tops the news. Only guy in my life is Chris Matthews. The pundit blues. <laughs> New for Georgia are... <laughs> on the midnight train. House Republicans made no gains. Lead story now is Saddam Hussein. Oh. And I don't know nothing about that. Oh. They'll still invite me to chat. As long as I'm blonde and not too fat, I've got the pundit blues. Oh, nice. Yeah, sexism. A little fat I've shaming got there, the too. Pundit a little bit, blues. a little bit. Read the star report, and all I could find is that Clinton's sex life is better than mine. Oh, oh evergreen whoa. jokes. Impeachment now well, dead, now and Rivera still well. live. How's a lowly pundit gonna survive on rice cakes and quotes in the Washington Times? I've got the pundit blue. Now wait just a minute. No reason to sob. I'm different from the other pundits. I have a day job. What the fuck? Could I name that song? That was an aria in Vomit Major. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? What the? How did she end up in the White House? I'm glad I took a Dramamine before I got on the show. Because right... Theo says, I'm Whoa. getting airsick for the first time in decades <laughs> while on the ground. <laughs> oh my so, god. She is she's a really she's just I I don't know. You know, I'm gonna say she's an awful person. I, I don't understand how George can be buried to her. Buried. <laughs> Did I say buried? I meant yeah. buried. Uh, well, I think it, well, it, it, same, it. Same thing there. Yeah. I, I really, I really think that they like kinky sex. It's the only thing that makes sense. Oh yep. my god. Um. I mean, this is from the former blueberry queen of New Jersey. Oh, gee, what is that? What she was? Yes. Jesus. Oh, Christ. you knew. You had to know that. No, I didn't know that. 
Oh if I, if I, yes. I, I might have heard it before, but it, it, I just didn't no. care enough. But she, she won a blueberry packing championship. <laughs> really? <laughs> I heard she yes. won. A, she won a dingleberry. Uh, no, oh. I, I'm not kidding. She, she she's the blueberry queen of New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> well, and and go, again, going back to what <laughs> Joe said. Uh, the, I think somebody else has blueberries in the Conway household right now. So, so, so unfortunately, <sighs> that wasn't all of the video. Um, now I, I gotta say, I, I kind of love this from her very heavy i'm making giant bunny ears the biggest bunny ears you've ever seen <laughs> um from her comedy uh she, she comedy she decided to uh say do you know what a pundit is and instead of a pundit she's you know saying that uh, women apparently are just pundits in playing up the blonde like uh airhead stereotype you know uh, you know, skinny blonde thing. You know, basically what Fox News does now, on a regular basis. Um, but to their credit, they do. Harris Faulkner does have her own show, the only woman uh, on cable news with uh, a, a daily show. Get with it, CNN and MSNBC. Seriously, um, but uh, no, 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 no. MSNBC has women. They no, got Kitty Turr. They got Nicole Wallace. But the no, 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 the, no. Women of color uh, have their own oh, weekly okay. shows. Okay, I'm I mean okay. Joy Reid did. Yes, back in the day. But so did go- mm-hmm. oh, Joy Reid yeah. does have a weekend show. Yeah. But no, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but anyway, I don't want to. I, I don't want to get off uh, on too much of a tangent. But yeah, I mean, so the standards she's she's mocking here the the pundits. Uh, well, there are plenty of pundits over on Fox News. If she, you know, and, and again, this is very misogynistic. Uh, her her little stand up act. It's like, oh, okay, now we understand why you like Trump so so goddamn much. Um, but listen to this, and uh, also the description of a pundit here kind of describes Kellyanne Conway on when she mm. when she is ever on cable news now. I'm what they call a pundit. And a pundit, it's this new term this past year. And uh, a pundit, what's the definition of a pundit? A lightweight, lightweight. Um, but the real definition of a pundit is someone who goes on TV constantly and just says the same thing over and over and over and over again. Oh, never wears the same outfit twice. And never wears the same outfit twice because ladies, you know ladies. She's an awful person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, you go on TV and say the same thing over and over and over again. Um, you know, for for whoever you're throwing your lot in for at the time. All the shit, you know, shit talk she said about Trump when she was working for Cruz, all out the window when she started working yeah. for Trump. You know? Um Yeah. Yeah. And you know, hey, I've never seen her wear the Nutcracker uh, outfit more more than once. Remember that? Oh, that was her Russian. No, that was a Russian nesting doll outfit, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, because it really bunch... looked like the Russian flag to me. 
It did. It did. So, um, so then she decided to tell some some more woman woman hating jokes here in her stand up. So again, getting delving into the the psyche of uh, Kellyanne Conway, I sure hope she uh, um, she's letting George do some of the child rearing in that household because this is just this is just nasty stuff. Okay, some pundit trivia, some pundit jokes for you. Oh, how many pundits can you fit in a shower? I don't know either. They keep slipping down the drain. What do you call six pundets in a row? A wind tunnel. What's this? A pundet with rice in her throat. What's the one difference between a pundet and Allie McBeal? Wow. Allie McBeal's on a major network. (laughs) And a good Allie McBeal joke there for... Is, yeah. that, is that a laugh track, or are there actual mor- morans? I, I actually think that there are people in the audience la- like, laughing uncomfortably. Yeah, that that's sound not like... real laughing. That's that's <laughs> uncomfortable. Like I'm embarrassed for you. Oh man, you know what it reminds me of, and and Susan is still mad at me to this day about this. But um, we were at a, a a company Christmas party, or just a work party, or something like that, and the owners daughter's fiance or boyfriend or something fancied himself a magician and was like coming around to all the different tables um and telling really corny crappy jokes and you know making like foam balls disappear and doing it really poorly and at one point he came to our table and said some kind of some joke and he's like it's a joke you're supposed to laugh and i was like Uh, you you, what you just told me i'm supposed to laugh at a shitty joke and susan's like then that's why no i didn't i just i was like uh okay Uh, i'm not gonna laugh i I didn't i didn't say anything i just kind of looked at him like you know it's a bad joke why are you saying i need to laugh i don't i'm not gonna laugh to be polite i like real comedy you know, I didn't say yeah. any of that. I just said nothing. <laughs> but and then Susan's like, "And you got me fired." <laughs> oh, <It> was, oh. <laughs> she thinks I got her fired because of that. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it was a shitty job anyway. She's she's doing great now. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's what it reminded me of the laughter. There was like because you know there were people, you know, <laughs> oh. He's, oh chicken cross the road <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah just yeah how many such and such can do such and such <laughs> oh gosh do you have any knock knock jokes please oh can you can you read me some laffy taffy jokes next because that's the quality of your humor um i'm i, I mean you know but that that's what it felt like and it's like you know oh ow you know, and then she, the the she tugged on the side of her neck and pulled out a little little pinch of skin when she was like, you know what, this is it's a pundit with rice in her throat. Like, I mean, oh, like swallow semen? No, like mm. like she they're well, so skinny. It could be knowing her, pundits are so skinny you can see it when they swallow a grain of rice in their throat. Oh. You know. I mean, and it, has anybody taken a look at Kellyanne Conway? Because she really could eat some fried chicken. She's rail thin. She's rail thin. 
Um, and she was, I mean, vi- she was just as thin then as she is now, you know. Um, she's a mean woman. Yeah, I mean, what is that? So, yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible. And don't worry, we're gonna get to some other stuff. That's some stuff that really makes me laugh, Michael Cohen. Um, it, you know, the, <laughs> and, and I got, I, I, I don't even want to get into it just yet because um, I got, I, we, we're gonna have a lot to say about that. But uh, it, it, now I know we, all three of us have seen this, but some actual decent stand-up, rel- a little more updated than Allie McBeal references. <laughs> How did she think that that was going to be a... Well, in, in in that defense, I mean, I think Allie McBeal was popular at the time. It was. It was. But um, it's just like... Because, again, again... It was still Kelly a bad Ann Conway was 28. Are we going to go into why this became relevant? Yes. Well, the, yeah, I... yeah. Yeah, I, I'm... Basically, uh, yeah, because she was... Uh, well, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, say, Rain, since you brought it up. But well, it, 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 can I do it quickly? I didn't mean to get into the show. No, now. no, I, 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 it's I good to bring it up. Go ahead. Because Kellyanne Conway was 28 when she was doing all this stuff. And if you see the video, she's wearing like a red boa and she's kind of trying to sex it up on stage. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But not very but conservative. Kellyanne Conway this week basically said that Alexander Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. AOC, was not a really smart woman. Like, she's 28. She doesn't know what she's doing. AOC is in Congress at the age of 28 or 29. She, she joined Congress the same year, or at the same age that um, Paul Ryan joined Congress. And Kellyanne Conway is actually out there saying that she just, she seems like, you know, she's uninformed and she doesn't know what she's doing. And I think it was Tommy Christopher from Media. It was like, here's what Kellyanne Conway was doing when she was, she was whining about having the pundit blues. While AOC is going to be in Congress on January 3rd. And and it's, to me, it's that hypocrisy. Yeah, it, it, it truly. Everybody, everybody lauded how great it was that Paul Ryan at the time was the, I think he was the youngest member of you know to join Congress. Yeah, his and, voice and hadn't she's even changed. Too. His voice hadn't even it changed. Still hasn't. Uh-uh. Still really so. hasn't. Uh. <laughs> so Kellyanne Conway can go bite me. Yeah, and and uh, and, and all, I, I've and, got a pundit blueberry cheesecake for her. Mm. Yeah, and uh, also uh, time to change. Uh, but now I think this this might be um, time for me to up do an updated version um, of the right wing can sing everybody uh, by Red Elephant ah. Records. Red Elephant Records presents the right wing can sing a spectacular collection of hits as performed by the original artists featuring Herman Cain's classic reimagining. Of John Lennon's Imagine. Imagine there's no pizza. John Ashcroft's legendary performance of Let the Eagle Soar. Let the Eagle Soar. Like she's never soared. Mitt Romney's courageous a cappella version of America the Beautiful. Above the fruited plain. 
Uh, and for those very special occasions, you won't want to miss out on the birthday book. John Boehner's birthday greeting. Hey! Your birthday song, it doesn't last too long. Hey! But wait, there's more. As a bonus, we'll include Fox News Can Sing with the gangster rap stylings of Peter Johnson. And the latest smash single from Fox News, Eric Bowling's Gasoline Blues. I woke up this morning and turned on the news. Gasoline was up again. I got the blues. Also included in this collection is Judge Andrew Napolitano's Mustang Sally. Mustang Sally! The right wing can sing. (laughs) Available now on 8-track cassettes exclusively at Revco. I've got the pundit blues. Holy crap. No. (laughs) No. I want to tell you something, man. Let the eagle soar. That song is terrible. Mm-hmm. He did have a voice. Let the eagle soar. Compared to those, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Mitt Romney. Oh. <laughs> Imagine oh, there's dear. no pizza. <laughs> you know what they say about soaring eagles, don't you? They, uh, they crap. No, eagles may soar, but weasels don't get sucked into jet engines. Well, there you go. Yes. So, thing to think about. (laughs) Living on Long Island says, I would buy that record just to break it. Um, so yeah, uh, somebody brought up, uh, yeah, Livin also said, are we going to bring up the Adderall tonight? Yes, we are right now, as a matter of fact, because a guy named Noel, Noel Kasler, uh, he worked on the apprentice and Trump teen pageants. And we've got a couple clips of his standup, which is actually pretty funny, uh, and very topical. Well, I work in live television. I've done that for the last 20 years. I work in TV production in the talent departments, taking care of all the performers. It's kind of like herding cats, if cats had publicists and massive egos. <laughs> I did yeah. six seasons of the Celebrity Apprentice finale. Oh, yeah, you can see where this is going. <laughs> My job was taking care of the Trump family, too. Yeah, Don Jr., Amarosa, Melania like a freaking Mensa meeting every day. (laughs) I worked on a bunch of those beauty pageants he had in the 90s, too. That was a good idea. Miss Teen Universe? Yeah, that's like giving Jeffrey Dahmer a cooking show. Wow. (laughs) You got that one. He would line up the girls on the side of the stage and he would inspect them, literally. He'd stick his little freaking doll fingers in their mouth and look at their teeth. I'm not even kidding. This is true. He'd line them up like they're pieces of meat. He'd be like, you, you, and you, if you want to win, I'm in the penthouse suite. Come and see me. Yep. If Trump had a cooking show, they'd call it the douchebag diet. <laughs> McDonald's, chocolate ice cream, and girls that look like Ivanka are all he ever eats. Ooh! Ooh. I really like Ouch. that now. I really That's are. my favorite joke. <laughs> wow. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, wait, there's more. And if this isn't true, um, I think he better buckle up because uh, he's in for a big uh, defamation lawsuit. Um, But I have a feeling that lawsuit will never happen because 
I think Neil, Noel Kasler is on to something here. Something that uh, we've often pointed out because, you know, um, Mr. Sniffles. Uh, you know, Trump has uh, the, uh, l- let me see, where's the, um, where's the, yeah, here we go. Um, here's a Trump redux of him sniffling. You remember? Thing. It's, it's just not normal for somebody to sniffle that much uh, so often in generally around stressful situations. Um, and Noel Kasler, hey, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but after all that fucked up sniffing, I think he's on to something. Here's, uh, here's part two. I'm going to tell you one more thing. I don't usually tell. I'll tell you two more things. <laughs> two more things. <laughs> Since you're being so nice to me. He's a speed freak. He crushes up his uh, Adderall and he sniffs it because he can't read, so he gets really nervous when he has to read cue cards. I'm not kidding. This is true. I had a 24-page NDA, non-disclosure agreement. I didn't know then he was becoming president. Now it's, no way, dumbass. I'm telling you everything I know. (laughs) So he gets nervous and he crushes up these pills. That's why he's sniffing when you see him in debates and when you see him reading. That's why he's tweeting. You know, it's like he's out of his mind. It makes sense if you think about it. Methamphetamine was invented by the Nazis to keep the fighter pilots up all night on bombing runs, right? So it makes sense that Trump would use it to hate tweet and the self-centered rage at 4 a.m. on the toilet. Right. I'm gonna leave you with this. My favorite thing so far in the Trump era is when James Comey had to go to the White House and tell him about this dossier and the existence of a videotape of Trump taking a couple of showers with some Russian working girls. And it was Trump, right? So, of course, they had to be golden. (laughs) All right, take a second. Trump says to Comey, do I look like the kind of guy that needs to pay for prostitutes? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you look exactly like that kind of guy. You actually look more like that kind of guy than anyone who's ever lived. They're actually changing the nickname for guys like that from Johns to Dons. You guys have been great. Thank you. That was yeah. Anyway, that's that's pretty much it. Um, that that that's a great joke. That's a great joke. Changing yeah, the name from Johns to Dons. You look exactly more like anybody else on this planet. Do you look like somebody who would frequent prostitutes? <laughs> um, you know, here in D.C., uh-huh. we have the porta potties, like many many places all around the country. Mm-hmm. But the company that D.C. uses. And I think the National Park Service, to be honest with you, because I see them on National Park Service land during protests and big events. Uh, the porta potties are titled um, Don's Johns. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm not lying about that. That's, that's I, perfect. I, I missed that first word. You Skyped out. Don's Johns. Don's Johns. Don's Johns. That's okay. the name of the porter potty company that is All used right. in DC for big events around the mall, etc. Don's Johns. Oh. Well. They must be real pissy, but Yeah. Well, it's you appropriate. Know, it is. Sure, sure. And uh, you know, um that's where uh Trump can go and plant uh, a big dirty asshole uh in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> just hope 
Hope Jeffy doesn't get lost down in one of those things. <laughs> I, the yeah, thing is, I don't really... want to get lost in Don's Johns. I seriously, that would be more. That'd be worse than being stuck in a litter box downstairs. Yeah, what, Jeff? Go. No, uh... it wouldn't be, Jeff. You wouldn't. Uh, can you can you swim, Jeff? <laughs> if I got those little puffy inflatable things on my arms, I can. Yeah, Jeff. you don't want to swim in Don's Johns. Hey Trust Jeff, me. I just inflated your little uh, swimming armbands uh, with uh, with gravel. You should go. Uh, you should go use them. Oh really? Okay, I'm gonna hop in the bathtub right now. Right. <laughs> See you, you Jeff. Know, Jeff, it's just like working for Trump. You know, all you got to do is hang on to a turd. <laughs> I, I tell you what, you so and so, we'll meet again. I, I, that, <laughs> I hope I that I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. You know, this <laughs> this gone. story from this comedian, I I actually, I really do believe him. And um, uh, one of the reasons why I believe him is, and I, I shared it with you guys in the chat, mm-hmm. Kirk Eichenwall left Newsweek last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. he, he posted, he posted a tweet about a story of his that was killed because a, a new, a new editor in chief came in, Matt McAllister. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, he was fired. But Kurt, last I think it was March, and I'll put I'll put the script link in 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 the chat. Um, Kurt wanted to have an article published about his drug use, where he he yeah. actually saw, you know, the records from the eighties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This story does make sense. In spite of the fact that a lot of people on Twitter are like, there's no way he could have done Adderall. The guy doesn't even do alcohol. And I feel like I've known a lot of people who don't drink and do a lot of um, drugs. I've known a lot of people who don't drink and don't do drugs, but actually drink and do drugs. They tell you. I know a lot of I know a lot of people just recently somebody uh very close to us I'm not going to mention anything right now somebody who was oh I'm not drinking I'm not drinking I'm not drinking sneaking out to the car and drinking at a party <laughs> um yeah, and so this story this story does jive up with a lot of reporting that was never allowed to come to the surface Mhm and well, I mean the sniffing, the sniffing, how he gets so manic. And I'm I mean, not sure. There might have been a yeah. time. I'm not sure. There if might have been you, time. I'm sorry. I'm, go ahead. I just want to say I'm not sure if it's one of you guys who brought it up or not too. But don't forget the, his dopey doctor too. You don't think? Yeah, that, this story uh, actually mentions. I'm I'm posting the script link in in the chat. The story mentions Bornstein, it but it also mentions doctors that he had from the eighties. Where oh. it doesn't necessarily mention Adderall, but it, it does mention that he was given diet drugs and he was given stuff to help his metabolism. And in the end, th- that's speed. Yeah, actually. That, and that's what, speed. What's... I mean, my mom was given speed when mm-hmm. she was in her teens in the 60s. Yeah. Well, and you know what? And even more damning is one of his doctors uh, was Dr. Speed um, in the in the 80s. I'm kidding. Um <laughs> but uh but no it, you know i mean it, 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 yeah speeds you know an easy easily obtainable and uh, a, a drug for the wealthy you know um yes. and in that if i don't know anybody who sniffs like that unless they're like 
you know, they're just dripping with a head cold, you know? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who are saying that um, there's no way he could have sniffed it because he's such a germaphobe and all this other crap. And I feel like, well, if he didn't sniff it, I'm sure he took the pill. There's something He's wrong such a germaphobe, him. he didn't wear a condom with a porn star. Exactly. He raw-dogged. Raw-dogging? He's not a germaphobe. No. No. I think he has a deviated rectum. <laughs> nice. Also nice. known, also called... Uh, <laughs> a big dirty asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're running over, uh, but yeah, we needed to, to bring that up. When we come back, we're going to start in on the Michael Cohen stuff. Um, uh, we're doing the game again tonight uh, in hour three. I have some new items picked out from the 1976 Sears Wish Book, and Cat will be competing uh, tonight for uh, my third and final prize package of stocking stuffers for the Christmas season. And I'm sorry, I don't have, I didn't get them in the mail yet, but I just wanted to wait until I got all three together because I have nothing else to mail. And this is the last one because I want to make sure everybody gets this stuff in time for Christmas. It'll go out either tomorrow or Monday. So, anywho, uh, we're going to go to the break, and we're going to, um, what the heck, for President Obama. Mele Kalikimaka, everybody. Uh, we're going to listen to Mele Kalikimaka by Hairwolf again uh, with the, uh, the bad death metal interlude. Uh, anywho, we'll be right back after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. This is a song my mother used to sing to me when I was growing up in the Hawaiian Isles. Sing along now. Melekalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Melekalikimaka is Hawaii's whale to say Merry Christmas to you. Melekalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Melekalikimaka is Hawaii's well. Christmas to you. is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees swear. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. Sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Melancholy Kimaka is Hawaii's way 
Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, this is Tim. And this is Joe. We want to wish all of you the happiest of holidays from the Tim Cormall Show. And from IndieMediaWeekly.com. And an important safety tip. Drink responsibly and under no circumstances allow Ted Cruz to drive you home. Because we wouldn't want any of you to be found in the clown car this holiday season. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth, it's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsis, Grand Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Welcome back, my friend. Yes, I'm back. All right, and Rain, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program to you as well. I never left. All right, all right. And I, I want to mention something that happened today just a mere, um, just over two hours ago. I was uh, leaving work uh, about, it was probably about 5.15 Eastern time. And I was in the uh, an office across the hall from me talking to three of the people in my department. And we were yucking it up about um, white elephant uh, exchanges and everything. And I, well, I'm just laughing and, you know, we're talking about what, what, I, what I have for the white elephant party at Susan's uh, brothers coming up and stuff I've given away in the past. And, you know, this one family member I always like to mess with with the white elephant parties by stealing their gifts, you know, because, you know, I don't know if you know how white, some white elephants, you, you know, you can either open a present or 
uh, steal somebody's present that they've already opened, you know. So, it, so it's it's fun. It's it's a really fun tradition in you know in two two factions of our families, and we really have a good time with it. And then all of a sudden, while we're having this really fun, interesting conversation about this, you know, laughing our butts off, um, another coworker of ours who's not in the department comes in, just completely derails our conversation and of course she she's one of these uh people who likes to hug everybody when they see see them and i don't like hugging people um unless they're my friends i don't like hugging co-workers i think it's wildly inappropriate um so i just kind of she she like leaned over to hug me and i was like eh, okay you know whatever and then she launches into what i believe is a complete lie and something she stole from some kind of offensive comedian from the 90s or something because she launched into this uh this this story about how she said she just got off the train and then she threw out the slur for a a, a transgendered woman or transgendered, uh, typically applied to transgender women, and I'm not going to say the word. We all know what it is. And said, "Yeah, I just saw this, and you know, and they were they had big long fake eyelashes and fake hair and fake fingernails, and they had a shirt on that just said just keeping it real.'" And she was like expecting some of us to laugh, any of us to laugh, and we all just kind of looked at her. And um, and then she kind of changed the subject, and I looked at uh, my one coworker. I, I looked her right in the eye, and I was like, my eyes, I just, my eyes got real big, and I went into my office, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go get back to work. And I went back to my office, and when I saw that she left, um, I went to the HR department and I reported her. Because that's Good. fucking wrong. It's fucking evil. It's fucking stupid. I told my HR manager, I'm like, look, I have a niece who is questioning her, her gender identity right now. I have a cousin whose uh, daughter identifies, uh, you know, was born female who is, you know, living her life a, as a boy. And, um, and we have our wonderful friend, Kat, a friend of the show, who's going to be on an hour three with us tonight. Um, you know, and if so for, I just fucking couldn't believe it in our, my, my workplace, we're supposed to be tolerant and inclusive. You know, our, one of our mottos is, uh, you know, uh, um, oh God, I can't, I'm so pissed off. I can't think of it. It's a uh, unity and diversity is one of our mottos. And, and I said that, and I said that to HR, I said, look, this is supposed to be an inclusive you know, welcoming place for everybody, and 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 for her to use that slur is not only offensive to me, but probably everybody else that that heard it. Because I, in this day and age, I don't think there's anybody out there, unless they're just a full-on bigot and will turn their back on somebody who doesn't know somebody that that you know um, isn't the you know the gender that they were born. You know that yeah. The, you know. Um, so when when so but yeah i fucking just went and reported it's the second time i've reported somebody for saying something uh a bigoted remark at my workplace and she said she would talk to her and i hope she knows it's me i really hope she knows it's it's me that fucking said it too she's like i won't use your name and i I didn't want her to you know i wasn't gonna say no tell that asshole you know uh but she's probably gonna know it's me 
and I don't. I just want her to fucking look the other way anytime she sees me the next time. So I, I guess I'm still shocked. I shouldn't be shocked. I know I yeah. shouldn't be shocked, but that somebody she could just walk into a conversation that you were already having with your coworkers mm-hmm. and just be like, "Hey, well, I'm gonna say this word." Yeah, and, and and thank you, Kat. It's a he's living his truth as a male is my my cousin's son. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it just just, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you know uh, somebody you know helping me be a little more, helping me be better at, at, at talking about stuff like this. You know, and um, you know. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, and Kat's been at my workplace before, you know. So thank God this asshole wasn't the fucking bartender that night, you know. Oops, I just said she was a bartender. Um, and <laughs> uh, and, and uh, yeah, and yeah, Kat says the yeah. She said she doesn't know. There's probably about ten of them she could rattle off right now. Well, it's it's probably you know it's the. It's the the you know, it, it ends in Y, and it's a you know a twist on trans or uh, transgender. Yeah, so. I think we know. So, but um, but yeah, it, it and I just I fucking couldn't believe that. I fucking could you not know, believe situations that. like that where, and I don't know, you maybe you'll identify with this, but I've been in situations like that where that stuff happened in front of me and then afterwards i felt like why didn't i say something right then and there because i felt like it was so shocking that it was too hard to process right then and in that moment yeah and and i i almost did i almost did but i again i was in front of my boss and i was in front of two other people and to me I thought yeah. at that moment, I thought, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to say something. I, I wanted to say, that's not fucking cool. That was what was in my brain. I was like, that's not fucking cool. cool. And so I knew I was going to say something. I just needed for her to leave. So I just did it the right way instead of causing a scene. Yeah. You know, and um, and I got to say, I, nobody, to, every, to the credit of the three co- other coworkers who were there with me, um nobody fucking even cracked a smile when she said that because we just had we just had a, a, like a, the drag queen christmas show it how it, uh, i'm sorry where i work oh. <laughs> um you know wow. so so i mean we, and i'm not saying that you know drag queens are necessarily the, the you know they're not you know transgendered not all of them i don't know you know but you know i'm assuming that they're it's largely gay men dressing as women, but I mean that we had an event like that in whereas other venues would totally turn their noses up at them. And it's like, I hope the fuck she wasn't working that, you know? Wow. So, you know, I mean, we, we, we're open to diversity in our hiring practices, the types of shows we put on and you know uh, and and our clientele whatever but you know uh, uh i mean we've had ted nugent there <laughs> uh, mm. so um but anyway yeah yeah it, it, i'm just i'm still i i guess and i 
I've said this. I've said this before about many other things. I am glad that I'm still shocked that somebody mm-hmm. felt like it was okay to say that thing. I know, I know, and that she works. she's she's. I a, want to stay shocked. Yeah, she's a scumbag. She runs with like, uh, you remember, you, you know, the story of uh, how I got um, beat up by the. Uh, oh, uh, hold on one second before I go into that. And the reason why I I think this is a lie is because it was kind of warm today. But generally, if somebody's going to be wearing a shirt with a message on it, it's probably a T-shirt. And I can't see that if if somebody is going to get you know, uh, all glammed up with like long nails and lashes and their hair really nice, you know, that they're and especially in cooler weather, they're wearing a t-shirt that has a decal printed on it. It's, it just sounded, it just didn't sound right. It sounds like she was, she heard us laughing in there and decided to come in and try and make us laugh with some kind of stupid joke. She stole from some asshole shock jock or, you know, shitty stand-up comedian, you know? So, because that's what it sounded like. It sounded like it it just, she rattled it off too easily. And it's like, ah, I I think you're lying. I I don't even, I think, she really thought she because we were laughing. I was in tears talking about the white elephant parties and the thing, you know, talking about giving my niece ended up with a bunch of coconut heads last year. <laughs> that it, like I don't know if you've ever seen the, the carved coconut heads. They look like pirates and gorillas and stuff. Uh, they sell them in Florida and stuff. But I made the mistake of telling somebody I thought they were hilarious, and they bought me like six, and I was like. <sighs> white elephant gifts <laughs> so <laughs> um so we were laughing about that shit and you know in my other co-worker i keep almost saying her name she she bought uh for the white elephant party a fishing game and it's like a little fishing pond with a, a rod and reel and you put it in front of you on where you're sitting on the toilet and you play this fishing game <laughs> so i mean crazy crap like that you know and she in this asshole comes in and ruins the good time and tries to get her little laugh line and i i think it was a total lie i don't buy for a second that that happened it just seemed like you know she doesn't know humor and she just knows she just wanted to punch down but she used to work at the place where punch i got down. my which yeah she she used to work at the place where i got my ass beat by the skinhead nationalists um who uh i stuck up for a gay friend that they called the f-word and I went up to the one dude, and I was like, hey, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And um, and he sucker punched me, and then his buddy tackled me from the side and pinned me on a couch and then proceeded to beat me in the head until I almost passed out. And then they ran. She was the bartender that night when that happened. And the bar You've didn't... known this person for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she's friends with mm-hmm. one of those skinheads, too, because... Um, uh, I mentioned it to her. I was like, yeah, do you remember that night? Like years ago when I first started working there. She was like, oh, no. Uh, Yeah, and it just, her response seemed weird. So it seemed like she knew the the guy or something. So anyway, um, but but anywho, um, I just, uh, you know, I, I think it was a lie largely, mostly because I didn't see anybody walking around downtown with just a t-shirt on today. It was like 45, 50 degrees, something like that. And I just, you know, it, it just seemed like the way she rattled off, uh, rattled it off, seemed like she had it memorized uh, from, from somebody else. 
Ken, correct me if I'm wrong. It does. I. It doesn't matter if if what she saw or you think. She, or I think it, it matters. Matter. I think it matters the more way she if, presented it. I think it matters awful. more if she lied about it because making something up or stealing a joke just to try and get a laugh at somebody else's expense instead of relating an actual story to me is even more evil to to try and you know to to say than using that word to to uh, that well no i'm saying same exact story whether if it's a lie i think it's more evil than relating the story the word is just as evil okay. uh, what i'm saying like okay good example of this um a, a family member of mine who's now deceased lied to other family members about why he didn't get a job somewhere and said oh they i didn't get the job because they gave it to some black person to fill out a quota oh god if it had actually okay. been true it would have been nasty for him to say it but since he made it up, since he made up the lie about it, that was even more evil because you're blaming a fictitious person or, or characterizing a fictitious person in a stereotypical and ugly way just okay. for the sake of a laugh or a lie or to make yourself look better. So that's why I think that it's worse if she made it up. Using the word, no, no excuse, you know, at all. But I'm saying to um, characterize, you know, just to make shit up. I think is more evil because you're just trying to make yourself look better and you're not relating a real story, even if you might put in ugly language into a real story. Anyway, I went off about this way too long. Um, uh, yeah, well, these conversations are good to have. They are. They are. Um, but uh, I, I'll tell you what, we're not going to get into the Cohen stuff just yet. Um, and we're not we're not going to do calls tonight. We're going to do lightning round name calling in in. uh after next segment um uh after the green news report and everything because cat's going to be on for the entire third hour and we have a lot of cohen stuff to get through before the game but one thing i want to play right now actually yeah yeah uh one thing i want to play right now is i don't know if people have been seeing this story uh but uh, the wall street journal has been trying to uh run this uh, opinion piece or whatever uh trying to say that michael flynn was uh he was entrapped by the FBI. Yeah. And yes. in under yes. a minute, Chris Wallace uh, just blows that bullshit out of the water. Um, yeah, Chris Wallace, Fox News, everybody. Um, one of the more reliable people on the network. And he happened to be... You can. He was on talking to Shep Smith today. You can hear Shep Smith like kind of laugh in the middle of this. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so this is uh, just... In case anybody, any if you run into any right wingers trying to sell you this shitty bill of goods on the 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 Wall Street Journal Flynn was entrapped story, um, just point him to this uh, clip from Chris Wallace. You know it's interesting. Uh, we've been talking about our sister uh, publication, the Wall Street Journal, which had a big editorial today, and I usually agree with the Wall Street Journal that this was some kind of entrapment by the FBI. Oh. Entrapment huh. usually means the FBI comes in, let's say, to a crooked congressman, and they say, here's a million dollars. Now, you know, they were never planning to do anything. Here's a million dollars if you do us a favor. And you could argue if they hadn't come in and offered the million dollars, they wouldn't have done the favor. So maybe you could argue that's entrapment. But to come in and say, what did you talk to Sergei Kislyak about? And then you lie about it. 
That is an entrapment. That's a lie. Oh. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. It's not entrapment. It's a lie. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Wallace. I mean, that was easy. <laughs> today, today it was actually, actually the special counsel came out with a report. I don't know if this was Chris Wallace from this morning or I don't know when that happened. But this afternoon, the special counsel put out a, uh, a statement, basically, saying that, no, no, it wasn't entrapment. Nobody forced him to lie when he talked to FBI agents. Mm-hmm. And on MSNBC, and Joe, I know you listen to MSNBC about, you know, there was a lot of talk about this where they were like, they were former FBI agents who said, you know, we don't walk into meetings with people who we want to interview and say, hey, don't lie. They yeah. try to make them feel comfortable. <laughs> You know, they, they they do. They try to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're like, come on, just tell me, you know, let's talk. Let's, here, do you want a, you want a glass of water? You want a glass of Coke? You want some, you know. Take you out to the desert? Hummus. Leave you for dead? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, fact, the fact that special counsel's office pushed back against this is amazing to me. Because yesterday, Trump put out a tweet that I didn't understand. I really oh. didn't understand until today. Until today, and he was basically trying to say, oh, the FBI, you know, they they tried to entrap Michael Flynn by telling him, don't lie when you talk to us. This is the former director of national intelligence. He's a former DNI guy, even before he got in into the White House. He mm-hmm. knew. You're, you're, he was a general. You, you, anybody who works in government knows you don't lie to the FBI, period. No, no. I mean, even if, okay, I'm just thinking, okay, even if I was just dumb enough to just... He wasn't entrapped. Yeah, no, he wasn't entrapped. I mean, even even just me as a kid, just, you know, uh, if, if I was a kid and somebody said, should you lie to the FBI? I'd be like, oh my God, no. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not a complex, um, you know, thought process, Joe. <laughs> You know, let me see the the nation's top cops. Should we lie to them? What do you think? Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like um, that, that. I found it really strange that in his pleading, in in his re- rebuttal to to the to the sentencing, he, that in his memo that his defense would even bring that up. Yeah. Because yes. you already you already pleaded guilty. Yes, yeah. thank you. How can you say, "Hey, I'm guilty," but you didn't say that? It's not my I guilty, but it was entrapment. If you pleaded, if you pleaded guilty, did <laughs> that mean? And 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 as you've seen in all these memos, when they go in front of a judge, the judge walks the defendant through. What the pleading means? Yeah. Do you understand? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Did you have good counsel? Did your counsel talk to you about what this means? Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, they they turn them every which way but loose. This is a deliberative process. Yeah. Right. And he said yes, and he pleaded. Not then he gives a memo saying his lawyers did. Yeah, but by the way, you know, it wasn't really a a lie because uh, they never told him. 
you can't lie. Yeah, I mean, my is- parents told me I can't lie when I was became like seven. They said you don't lie. Yeah, anybody. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't lie to I'm anybody, not so especially not in the my F- mouth. Bi. Um, you know, everybody's gonna lie. Everybody's gonna lie. You know about uh, you know generally. People lie about harmless things. People of conscience, people of um, you know th- that aren't sociopaths, they'll lie. They'll they'll eat somebody's food that's terrible, and they'll be like, "Oh wow, this is interesting." Uh, you know? uh, oh my gosh, I've never eaten anything quite like this. Well, that's not even lying. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, I mean, I would I wouldn't say something that would hurt somebody's feelings exactly so i mean there's you there, know there are real white lies pretending to like a present from somebody choking down a bad meal uh you know uh, uh <laughs> yeah. getting out of uh, you know I, I mean seriously if you think you're gonna have a really horrible experience and somebody wants you to go to a party or do a favor for them and you know that they're a user or a weirdo or whatever and you say oh you know I got a thing going on about 15 minutes, you know, <laughs> I mean, everybody has a thing going on about 15 minutes. Yeah. Breathing. Yeah. yeah this, whole Drinking. Thing, this whole thing with, with <laughs> Flynn was amazing to me. Yeah. They really were trying to say that the FBI made him lie. Yeah. And I saw that's all really these trolls. That's simple part of what it comes down to. And yeah, that's and, absolutely not true. Yeah. And I saw all these trolls yesterday saying, trying their damnedest to spin the, you know, spin and say, oh, Muller's in big trouble. Look at this. No, he's not, you simple fucks. Well, that's what <laughs> Trump was trying to do with that strange tweet yeah. from yesterday. I know. He said, I know. And, and the tweet that makes sense because he said the FBI forced him to lie. And then the FBI overruled them. Yeah, but the FBI exactly. got him to say that he lied, but then the FBI overruled him. Oh, it's such well, nonsense! Which FBI were? What was the first FBI and who was the second FBI? Like there were two FBIs. I, I didn't even understand. Everything One that was I from can a parallel universe. He was not under arrest. He was brought in just to talk to the FBI. Peter Hi, Strzok. Come, Peter come Strzok. The famous, the famous Peter Strzok went over yeah. to, to to the White House, and they said, "We're just going to have a conversation because that's, we, it. You that's know, what the blah, FBI blah, blah, does." And uh, yeah, I, look, I have personal well, experience with this. You know, I I mean, they came to our house, okay, for a reason, and and uh, you know that we you talk to them, sure. Yes. You know, no and, need and, to lie. And when you talk to them, and when you, and from my personal experience, when you tell them the truth, they're grateful. Yes, and you don't yes. get in trouble. There yes. you go. And on that note, we we got to go to the break. Yeah, to my house. Well, well there uh, you go. No, I've actually invited the FBI to my house. Yes, you for know something some, that was going yeah. on in my life, and and I I was telling the truth as I saw it. And there you it go. It was never a problem. There you <laughs> so. go. Well, on that note, we Bobber's waiting in the wings, and we don't want to keep him waiting any longer. And uh, Michael Cohen, he's going to be waiting for about three years, uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> for his next interview. Uh, I don't know. There might be some uh, jailhouse interviews uh, for for the TV. Who knows? Anyway, we're going to run to the March. It's not a problem. 
Oh yeah, that's right. A whole four months. <laughs> so, um, all right, well, we got to run to the break. We'll be right back with more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from five to seven p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! And welcome back to uh, the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, radio for humans and Fredos. I'm smart! No, not for Fredos. They, they, they don't know. Uh, but, of course, welcome back to uh, Joe Santorsis, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Hi. While I'm on the air here, I'm watching the I Love Lucy uh, special, Christmas special. I saw Kat made and a post about that. Yeah, well, because she did that, I, I switched it on, and it's Fred Mertz. Wow. Oh, yeah. He was old. <laughs> he was he old. was. He was an old fucker. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program to you as well. Hi. Isn't Fred Mertz is old and dead, right? He's, well, he's yeah, dead he, now. He's real old now. Just, uh, he had a second career on uh, My Three Sons, I think. What, did what, he? D- d- was he? Well, I know the Uncle Charlie was, was a different guy, but they did have Pop Bub? Yeah. Bub? Was it Bub? Uncle Bub? Yeah. And then it yeah, went. Yeah. Then it was Uncle Charlie. Is how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. There think, were two. Yeah. yeah I'm not uh, sure if that was uh, him or not. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Rain. Um. I'm trying to get Bobber added in. Never liked Fred Mertz. I'm trying to get Williams. Bobber added in. In. Uh, in. Oh, there he is. Now he's online. So uh, you never. I like Fred Mertz. I thought he was kind of a pleasant individual. Oh, I thought he was just a grumpy old man. No, well, he was Charlie. kind of fun loving. I wasn't a fan oh. of Ricky either. Lucy! 
Uh, <laughs> you have some splaining to do. You got some splaining to do. Uh, and I'm waiting. Uh, Bobber, it's ringing away for Bobber here. I don't know if he's having issues or, or what, but it's, uh, yeah, call oh, no. failed. He's down there. Call failed. So I'll try adding them one more time. Um, well, I'll do you try want to do um, name calling? Um, yeah, well, no, because usually, well, did, did Tim show up? Because usually Tim's like the, the last person to show up for, for name calling. Okay. So now we'll, we'll, we'll stick to the, um, now, um, shoot. Oh, uh, Bob just said his laptop just rebooted. Oh, okay. We'll join the show in a minute. Okay. All right. Cool. So his, he's heard the Cohen stuff, right? Uh, I don't know. Mm, okay. So, um, well, let, let, let's, let's, I'll preface this a little bit, um, as much as I can, I'll, I'll pad, I'll, I'll stretch for as long as I can here. <laughs> um, and, uh, we might have to skip the green news report. I'll, I'll play it in the third hour, I think, so I can tabulate results. That's what I'll do. I'll save it for that. Um, uh, for our game. Uh, but uh, uh, George Stephanopoulos, apparently uh, the very uh, late uh, last night, they uh, Michael Cohen in a tur- mock turtleneck in a sports coat. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> coat. With bags under his eyes. Uh, I want to do an that interview. Coat was like bad plaid. I want to do an interview. <laughs> this ain't my, why, why me? I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody says, like dumb. I'm smart, and I want respect. Well, and this interview was was pretty um, interesting, uh, I should say, uh, because it, it, it was, uh, and you know, and I want to say Stephanopoulos, not the maybe he just was didn't have time to get the questions exactly right or something like that. But the questions were kind of shit. Like, you know, I cut a bunch out like, what would you say to Donald Trump if he was sitting here right now? Yeah. Fuck those questions. He's they not sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, what would you say to yourself if you could go back in time? And, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it was. <laughs> it reminds me of some of those. Uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, she said, if you were a tree. Yeah. <laughs> what would you What would you say to five year old? And your Michael bark Cohen? start falling off. What would you What would you say? Yeah. Oh. Would you seek help? Yeah. Um, Wawa. <laughs> yeah, Baba Wawa. Yeah. So here, let me cut an onion in front of your eyes. Uh, so <laughs> was that from that? Was that a Barbara Walters thing? Or was yeah? Yeah. She would say if you if you were if you were a set of blinds, would you open up? for me now i'm trying to remember because there was an snl sketch from the the 80s where somebody was like carving an onion underneath somebody's eyes so they would cry during the interview like slicing Uh an onion (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it was barbara walters remember that yeah there was a lot of softball questions in this yeah Yeah, that, that whole interview was set up because of a tweet because it was right right he got upset because trump tweeted all that garbage about how he was a terrible person and everything and yeah he called stephanopoulos up and said that's it i want to come up i don't think shit Mueller... i'm not taking no more of this shit well i'm gonna talk Mueller... to you stephanopoulos we're gonna i'm not gonna, that's tweet. Smart. I'm gonna fight back that's not and that that not like everybody I'm says yay, dumb yay. i'm smart 
But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think uh, Mueller would not be pleased with his, you know, shenanigans. Yeah, with Cohen or yeah, with Cohen going on TV and 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 uh, after because you know every time you yeah. on television you make a you make a mistake you say one little thing out of line. And then later you're in a trial, and they say, "Oh, you remember you were on Stephen Avalos? He said this." Yeah, and we're gonna have no, to get to the, yeah. Just shut up. We're yeah. we're gonna have. I'm I'm sorry, Bobber is still not coming up here, so I I gotta oh. I gotta um, we gotta get to this. Oh wait 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 maybe is is this the is this the moment where we got Bobber on the, on the line? It is. It is the moment where we get Bobber on the line, and I can finally say it's the Braumeister. There you go. Wow. Sorry about that. The uh, I was getting ready to get get ready to, for the call, and my laptop said blue screen. Oh, <laughs> you're not. You're. You. It's okay. You're not forgiven. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Bobber, we've been setting up the the Cohen interview with the Michael Cohen interview with George Stephanopoulos. Uh, have you uh, seen or heard any of that interview? I haven't. No. All right. Well, you're about to right now. I have it broken down into seven uh, segments. Some are kind of long. Some are kind of short. First one is kind of long, and this is uh, in in Joe. I think the this is. Um, he starts talking about the tweets uh, that maybe prompted this. Emotional day in court uh, yesterday, and, and I was struck by that line you had. You said you felt like you have your freedom back. Yes. How does it feel today? Like I have my freedom back. <laughs> Though I have to be honest, it's been very rough you know, to be before the court with my family in attendance, so, so- my mother, my father, my wife, my children, my sisters, my brother, my niece, cousins, friends. It was um, it was a very rough day. And then so, we wake so. up today, and the president's tweeting from very early uh, in the morning. Uh, several different things. What struck me most is his claim that um, you, you agreed to this plea deal for this reason, he said. Those charges were just agreed to him by him in order to embarrass the president and get a much reduced prison sentence. I know which tweets you're talking about. First of all, it's absolutely not true. Um, I did not do it to embarrass the president. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Many people know the truth. Under no circumstances do I want to embarrass the president of the United States of America. So, the truth is, I told the truth. I took responsibility for my actions. And instead of him taking responsibility for his actions, what does he do? He attacks my family. And after yesterday, again, being before the court and taking the responsibility and receiving a sentence of 36 months, the, the only thing he can do is to tweet about my family. He said in the tweets, he repeated in an interview later on, that basically he says, his claim, uh, you're lying about him to protect your wife, to protect your father. Inaccurate. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Others know the truth. And here is the truth. The people of the United States of America, the people of the world, don't believe what he's saying. The man doesn't tell the truth. And it's said that I should take responsibility for his dirty deeds. Says who? 
<laughs> Trump lies? No shit. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Cohen lies? No shit. And and you know uh, and uh, uh, I I want to I want to preface this right now because uh, Trojan Rabbit Rabbit said fuck this traitor I don't care how tough uh, a day his day was fuck him and I say that too I mean I'm so glad he's going to prison and I got in this interaction with somebody earlier today where uh, on you know the place I should never go comment sections we'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> and and this guy was this this guy made a post um and, and he said something to the effect of uh uh you know oh well Cohen's a liar and you know why would anybody ever believe him and and you know oh he doesn't know really what happened blah 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 and um and I put you know I put as if you have greater insight than Trump's personal attorney and fixer and then <laughs> and 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 he responded i love this response this is so dumb he's like you do know that cohen is a known liar right yes uh <laughs> or do you want to ignore his past fibs and crimes because he's going after trump the only reason why cohen came partially clean is because he got raided up until that point that that same month yes. he was still representing trump against stormy daniels Trump is no saint, but if you're trying to paint Cohen as uh, as one just because he's turned on Trump while ignoring his other crimes and his uh, <laughs> refusal to fully cooperate with uh, the uh, SDNY makes you a dumb, dumb lib. And I'm like, I I've never said one fucking positive thing about Michael Cohen. All I said is that Cohen knows Trump better than you know Trump, and Trump knows Cohen better than you know Cohen. That's all I'm saying. I, I love this because they're all all the Trump cultists are freaking out right now. They say, oh, well, he was an asshole. He's just an asshole liberal. He was a Democrat before he started hanging out with Trump. Yeah, and he shared the same fucking office space with Trump, too. He was on the same floor in Trump Tower, you know, mere, you know, yards away from the one office door to another for 10 fucking years. So, anyway, Bobber, you wanted to jump in. Well, just based on that guy's comment, why is it right wingers are always so binary? You know, it's always he's he's an angel or, or he's he's the worst person in the world. Yeah, I know so in that. Between, yeah, no black and white. No black and white whatsoever. It's all fucking Ayn Rand. You know, objectivist, black or white, no gray areas. Yeah. Good or evil. Yeah. And I run into this all the time. You know, like you you, you make some comment about, about how. Uh, you know, so you make a comment about anything. It's like, oh, well, you want it, you know, hundred. It's always a hundred percent, you know, beyond what, in the direction of what mm -hmm. you said, even though you're talking about like fifty-five percent or sixty percent. Yeah, it happens every single freaking time I weigh down into the scum and villainy. Yeah, and and you know, another thing, it's it's so childish and so simplistic. It's like, it's like a child picking out their favorite jelly bean. I love the yeah, the red ones. They're yummy. The green ones are gross. And it's like, well, I happen to really enjoy the green ones. No, they're gross. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I think the red ones are gross, but I'm not putting you down because of it. Um, I like the blue ones. I like them all, but honest to God. Um, I don't except, like licorice. Mm, I, I'm, I'm okay with them. Um, See, so, and we can live together. 
We can, we can, and we're not going to put each other down because of it. But yeah, that black and white worldview is just obnoxious. But yeah, so so I just want everybody to know going in, Michael Cohen's a piece of shit. I, I, he, and I, I love this because this guy save his ass. Yeah, and in this yep. guy, this guy, and I couldn't find the, the my follow up uh, comment to this guy. I said, "Where did I ever imply that Michael Cohen was a saint or that I liked him or anything?" I, I, I put and I, I, I'm, I made a, a, um, I said, anybody who ever even decided it was cool to work for Trump or, you know, worked with him or, or, or likes him or whatever, that is immediately something that I would, that that's a, a demerit in my book. You, you, you like Trump, you trusted Trump, you worked with Trump. Fuck you. I don't, you know, I've hated Trump since the eighties. So don't fucking tell, you know, and, and anybody who's surrounded, you know, I won't say I hated him. He was just annoying as fuck. You know, again, it, just cringy and gross and weird. It's like, why is this guy famous again? You know? Yeah. Because yeah, he's a I, dick. I, I, I've never understood the love of Donald Trump. I grew up in New York in the eighties. Yeah. He was always a scumbag to me. Yeah. He's uh, every, I mean, way before he decided to run for president, I knew he was a jerk. You know, you see him doing stuff and say, like, "Who? Well, who's this jerk? Who does he think he is?" Yeah, yeah. And, and then he decides to run for president. I was like, "No way!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, Shit. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's it's been two years of this nightmare. Yeah. You know, uh, and as far as as far as um, Cohen goes, you know, I I get I get what he's trying to do. I get what he's trying to say. I look at him with side eye. There really could there could be a lot of truth in the fact that he realizes I screwed up. And well, yeah, there could yeah, be truth. There could be truth when he said, "I want to, mm-hmm. I want to do right by this well, country." Yeah, we'll we'll get to that too because there's more of that later. But uh, I, I do want to say, yeah, uh, for for Trump. Will uh, you get a lot of that, Jake? Will you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but Joe, I mean, uh, what, w- w- before we get to the next clip, um, uh, uh, you know, give us your thoughts on all this. Well, here, here's the thing that he said in the Stefan, and I've heard him say this before, but in the Stephanopoulos interview that, uh, you know, he's free again, that he, he, he followed this guy's commands, uh, even though, you know, he, he didn't listen to his inner voice. What fucking inner voice <laughs> here? You were, you were mesmerized by celebrity. Let's face it, you were a yeah. nobody lawyer in New York. Yep. Who were you? And you f- saw sometime you saw an adva- uh, uh, an opportunity to grab the t- coattails of this celebrity who was big, like you said, Rain in the eighties and nineties was a big celebrity in New York, and you went for the ride and enjoyed the ride. There was no inner yeah. fucking voice. You were in every best restaurant in New York City. You were at every best venue. You had front seat tickets to every Broadway show. You did every you lived high on the hog in New York. You had it made because you latched your star to this guy. There sure. was no fucking inner voice. Yeah, he grabbed that brass ring and ten years later it turned out it was a big fucking ring of turds. Right. What he never counted on <laughs> was getting caught. Yeah. 
he yeah. never got until caught. He got caught. caught. Until he got caught. Uh-huh. Exactly. Then all of exactly. a sudden he had an inner voice, a moral compass. Well, buddy, your moral compass is pointing south. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> south of heaven, motherfucker. Uh, mm. so <laughs> straight to hell. Uh, <laughs> so, um, anyway, let's go ahead and get to the to the next one. Um, and uh, mm, no, 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 we're not because uh, I got I got a few more of these. Uh, um, but this next one I want to save. Um, and we're gonna go ahead because I know it's gonna spawn a huge conversation, and we gotta we gotta do this quickly. Because we're going to do name calling when we come back. If you got birthdays, let us know uh, over the break here, um, and uh, we're going to keep this uh, break kind of short. It'll be pretty standard, but uh, like I said, Green News Report will be an hour three. That'll buy me some time again when I'm tallying up points for our game later. Uh, so we're going to listen to um, "All I Got for Christmas" is a song stuck in my head. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, because there's not, you know, many times, uh, there's only one time a year that I can actually play this crap. So anyway, and Bobber, you need to record a holiday song. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll think about that for next yeah. year. Yeah. There you go. Sell out. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with, uh, lots more of Michael Cohen's, uh, Pre uh, uh, prison time confessional with George Stephanopoulos right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com. Jingle bells are jingling and they're jacking all the halls. Frosty and Rudolph, the Herald Angel calls.
Eric Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Well met. I am Michelle. And I am Miles. From Mike Check Radio. We wanted to extend some season wishes of our own. From the mystic lands of Faerun. Have a wonderful winter festival. That means have a happy Wookiee Life Day. Oh, really? Well, yes. And may you all have a safe and joyous season. From all of us at Indie Media Weekly, radio for humans. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Sure, sounds good. Uh, welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kennedy. Look at that. We got a brand new uh, holiday bumper from Miles and Michelle there. That's fun. fun. Excuse nice. me, Jacob. Uh, they just recorded that last night, and I slapped it together, and um, Miles made some great Chewbacca noises in there. And <laughs> uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. So thank you, Miles and Michelle, for doing that. And uh, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, do Chewbacca. Uh, yeah, I can't. If I'm really <laughs> flimmy, I probably can. <laughs> I can do... <laughs> uh, a little bit. Oh, that was good. It's like kind of like Harvey yep. Keitel crying. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of that, course... That's, that's going to be Trump in his, his first night in jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here we got some Harvey Keitel crying here for you. See, that's pretty fucking close to Chewbacca. <laughs> it is. If you slowed that down, that would be Chewbacca. Yeah, and of course, Bob Rouse, uh, der Braumeister for Freedom's Blog, Washington D.C. Uh, welcome back, sir. Thank you. You know, I was thinking maybe for uh, if I record a Christmas song for next year, I'll I'll do "Baby It's Cold Outside," <laughs> but but with with updated lyrics to make it a little more uh, timely. 
Like maybe for Trump, maybe it's cold in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps or just do the man's voice see him as Bill Cosby. Oh, oh wow, no, no, yeah. no, that's, that's, no. yeah, that's dark. No, that's, that's no. That's dark. <laughs> and uh, what's that in my drink? You know, takes on a whole new meaning. Jesus, no, these pudding pops are cold. Um, I got your pudding pops right here. Uh, wow, that was not a good Bill Cosby rain. So. <laughs> no, it was terrible. You're like, see, I got your, hey, I got your pudding pops right here. See, Kappa, you'll never catch it me. like an old timey Bill Cosby. Say, <laughs> Kappa, you'll never get me for giving Spanish fly to those, to all those dolls. They use their getaway sticks and ran off. Um, hey, little whippersnapper. <laughs> uh, 24 skidoo <laughs> 23 skidoo 23 skidoo I don't know I was going to say uh, 23 20, yeah. uh, 24 is the highest number uh, <laughs> anyway and, number. and last but not least Rain from 4 Freedoms blog we got to really blast through name calling right now so here we go for your pleasure it's Rain from 4freedomsblog.com excellent she's never failed me before honey you got to give it away to keep it you can't just hold on to this attractive hot beautiful we're talking about the same thing here. you want to mess around source of energy known to womankind. Uh, All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. So, our first biscuit tonight is Adam biscuit. Heber. And then we have Balua. We have Barbara DC. We have Francie. We have Heather. We have Jay Collie. We have Jules Kate Frazier. We have Kat. We have Kenny Pick. We have Ken Sr. Hi, Dad. We have Katie Kaser. We have Living on Long Island. We have Marnus. We have Meow Goodness. We have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moon Mare. We have President. We have myself. We have Theo. We have Tim Coromo and Trojan Rabbit. Wow. That was lightning speed name calling. Thank you for that, Rain. I'm and on I, it. Did, I didn't see any birthdays out there. So, uh, well, sorry. Happy birthday to whoever you are. Happy Let's jail go. day to Michael Cullen uh, coming up soon. Oh, About four months. So, um, th this next clip uh, from Cohen, um, the timing of the payoffs, it was pretty interesting. So, uh, l let's get to this. You lied for him for a long time. More than 10 years. Why? Out of loyalty. Out of loyalty to him. I followed a bad path. And, and money. <laughs> hence how we started this conversation. I, I, I have my freedom. And I will Says not who? be the villain, as I told you once before. Mm. I Says will who? not be the villain of his story. He's <laughs> saying very clearly that he never directed you to do anything wrong. Is that true? I don't think there's anybody that believes that. First of all, nothing at the Trump Organization was ever done unless it was run through Mr. Trump. He directed me, as I said in my allocution, mm -hmm. and I said as well in the plea, he directed me to make the payments. He directed me to become involved in these matters, uh, including the one with McDougal, which was really between him and David Pecker, and then David Pecker. Pecker's counsel. Pecker. I just reviewed the documents in order to protect him. I gave loyalty to someone who truthfully does not deserve loyalty. He was trying to hide what you were doing, correct? Correct. And he knew it was wrong? Of course. And he was doing that to help his election? He, you have to remember at what point in time that this matter 
came about two weeks or so before the election, post the Billy Bush comments. <laughs> so yes, he was very concerned Bush about how this would affect the election. <laughs> to help his campaign. To help him and the campaign. His name is Pecker. So I had to get that in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, the, uh, the Billy Bush, the Billy Bush comments. No, it wasn't the Billy Bush comments. It was a Billy Bush tape. It was the grabbing the comments. It was grabbing by the pussy comments. Yeah, I'm the lady. I'm the lady here. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, I grab him by the pussy. When you're famous, you can do anything. Yeah. So let you do it. Yeah, they just let you. you. They don't let you. You just uh, are rich and powerful enough that they're terrified of you. So when you do it, um, you're exerting your uh, power over them and hurting them. And then they all came forward when you decided to hurt the country. It should be mentioned that during this time, that time with the Billy Bush tape and all that stuff... There were a lot of women that were coming forward. So many. There are like 19 yeah. of them. Yeah, there mm -hmm. was Summer Zervos. There was, uh, it, it was it, there was the one woman who, she, she appeared on one of Hillary Clinton's campaign advertisements. Yeah. She was, she was um, I can't remember her name, and I'm sorry for not remembering her name, but she was part of one of the, the, the beauty pageants, who he called her fat and all this stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff happening at that point. And it wasn't just, I mean, the, I, there are times when I sort of believe that the Billy Bush tape was almost a diversion about the stuff that was really being talked about regarding his harassment and his abuse of women. Well... How, you know, in uh, it, obviously nobody's going to hold it against you if you can't remember somebody's name in all of this because there have been so many names of people, uh, you know, men, women, children, uh, what have you, that Trump has has wronged, and there have been uh -huh. so many different people involved in the different criminality and scandals, and who have been victims or. You know the contractors. I mean, God. You know, I and we mean, heard we heard about how he walked through the 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 teen pageant just to look at the teenagers. Sure, he walked into the dressing room. Yeah, and Noel so Kasler. Noel Kasler backed that up where he said he he stuck his little doll fingers in their mouths to check their teeth like they were livestock. Yeah. This is a man who should not have been in the running for president. And, you know, I'm really yeah. conflicted, conflicted about Cohen at this point, because I do think he's doing the right thing. He he's is doing the right thing, but he's doing it to save his ass. Yeah, he's he's well, OK, let's let's he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the right thing to save his ass. You said it perfectly. There's no no better way to say it. Um, But there's no reason on this green earth for us to forgive him for working for Trump so loyally for 10 years and perpetuating, you know, uh, the, 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 the Petri dish uh, that fed his ego, you know, the, the, you know the bubble that, you know, and, and, uh, and what I want to, I just want to say one, one thing real quick about this. 
is, you know, he's at this point and, and you know, the next clip I think is going to be about his loyalty and he, how he's kind of snapped out of it. Eh. Well, it took long enough. It took fucking long enough, didn't it? And it's interesting to hear this because it's kind of like listening to an interview with somebody who has been deprogrammed from being in a cult. You can say good yeah. for them. You can say good for them yeah. that they're no longer in it, but fuck you for being so weak and susceptible before. Right. <clears throat> but Rain, yeah, I'm sorry. I, mean, I kind of I kind of cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, you didn't. Because the, the the thing is, is that, and I'm sure the next clip that we play will probably, who knows what the next clip is. Well, it the next matter. one's about the loyalty, kind of about him snapping out of it. All right, we'll play that because that's going to go into what I've got going on in my head right now. Okay, well, uh, Joe, did you want to jump in on, on that uh, uh, regarding the last one? No, no, no. Let's go to the next clip. All right, here we go. Uh, you mentioned dirty deeds in your allocution uh, yesterday. When you think about it, when you look back, did you know what you were doing? I'm angry at myself because I yeah. knew what I was doing was wrong. I stood up before the world yesterday and I accepted the responsibility for my actions. The actions that I gave to a man who... As I also said in my elocution, I was loyal to. I should not be the only one taking responsibility for his actions. So he's still lying? Yes. Do you know why you were loyal to him at the beginning? No. No. It was a loyalty. It was to a man I I admired, but I, I do not know the answer to it. And I'm angry at myself. My family is disappointed that they have taught me, my mother, father, right from you wrong. Be. My mother, and father. And I didn't display good judgment. <laughs> my mother, father, Chinese dentist. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, here, here's the thing about him, okay? I don't, I don't really care what he did as Trump's personal lawyer before Trump ran for president. And this is something I've said, I've said it to Bob, I I think I've said it on this show. Mm -hmm. Trump would have gotten away with all of this shit because that's what happens with white collar criminals. They get away with it until things get too tenuous where you can't ignore it. So he was fine working for Trump. He was always fine working for Trump until he got caught. Yeah, that's that out of it. Yeah, so you know, it's fine if he says, "I wanna, I wanna help set the, you know, I wanna help heal the country and all this stuff." Fine, you could still do that. That doesn't mean I'm gonna like you. Mm-hmm. You worked for Trump because you liked working for Trump. You got more money working for Trump on top of all your taxi medallion money. Yeah, and on top of all of your, you know, all of his, not you guys, but. All of his, you know, his tax evasion schemes, which I bet you at some point before the day we all die, we're going to find out that the Trump organization helped him figure out how to evade taxes. Oh, I'm sure about that. I'm sure about so that. So when he says, when he says, I don't know, 
I feel like, you know, just be honest. You worked for a very powerful boss who paid you very well, mm-hmm. who you liked being the guy to clean shit up for him. Yeah, there was one part. Well, there was one part of the interview where Stephanopoulos said, "Well, you know, uh, the prosecutor, you know, um, said that basically you were, you know, greedy and looking for money, and that's why you did anything uh, for Trump." And in in uh, Cohen kind of laughed it off, saying, "Oh, I w- I became well very rich before yes. I attached myself to Trump." I cut that out. Um, from the interview because it, it it rang of bullshit to me because you know what you weren't famous until Trump yeah and yeah. you weren't nearly as rich and you didn't have a fucking office steps away on the same right. floor in Trump Tower as Donald right. Trump I mean this is power and greed yeah and, and Joe what Trump gave to him yeah and and Joe uh, uh, to me. Uh, when when have we ever had a president that his closest confidants and there's so many like kind of famous names his closest people around him have all been lawyers <laughs> well that's all he needed <laughs> were lawyers because he kept getting sued suing going bankrupt and then getting sued again yeah, I mean, usually gangsters, gangsters, and like people like O.J. Simpson, you know. They, the, well, the <laughs> thing is, is, he 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 know how he values loyalty, and and no, no one's going to be the the most loyal people are going to be the people that he's paying to do do shit for him. Bingo. Yep. Yeah, that's a yeah. So serious, he, he, that's a he's, serious he's thing. He's buying. Though. He's buying their loyalty. Yeah, and, and so if he's not not giving him money, then he can't he can't control him, so he doesn't trust him. Yeah, I mean he he actually Trump yeah, actually such said a big point. Yeah, Trump actually said uh, I, I, a year or two years ago uh, that Cohen was is he, he outside of his immediate family, Cohen was the closest person to him. Outside, yeah, of, and Giuliani also said that Cohen is totally loyal to Trump. <laughs> yeah, uh, and crimes aren't crimes. That's a really good point, Bob. Yeah, it's it, it, you know I I mean this is uh this is bonkers. So uh, I mean uh, the thing is is that I'm glad that he's doing what he's doing, Cohen, right now. Oh, me too. That doesn't make him. It doesn't make him. It doesn't a hero exonerate. To me. It doesn't exonerate he's, him from anything. Yeah, he's saving. He's saving his ass. Yeah. Um, and, and Joe, uh, anything else on this before we get to the, the next clip? No, like I said, he, uh, he latched himself onto somebody who would give him a glorious life in New York Mm -hmm. and enjoyed it all until they raided his office. Oh yeah. Uh, this next clip, this next clip is what I like to classify as, uh, this. The impossible <laughs> the unbeatable four. Anyway, uh, you get the picture. Like the eagles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where the eagles soar like she's <laughs> never soared before. That was um, good, Ken. <laughs> thank you. 
I don't quite have the the uh, vibrato. Where the eagles yeah. Uh, but yeah, here here this is the this is the to dream the impossible dream uh, clip from Cohen. You were friend for a long time. I was around you many many years ago, where you seemed to be having fun. There was a lot of fun going on at the Trump Organization. Working with Donald Trump. I enjoyed working with my colleagues there as well. When did it change? Like you know, I can't give you a specific time that it and hookers. went from <laughs> point A to point B. It was just a change. I will the tell shows. you that the gentleman that is sitting now in the Oval Office, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, is not the Donald Trump that I remember from Trump Tower. So, so, he's, so. A very, he's a very different individual. What's happened to him? I think the pressure of the job is much more than what he thought it was going to be. It's not like the Trump organization where he would bark out (laughs) orders and people would blindly follow what he wanted done. There's a system here. He doesn't understand the system. And it's sad because the country has never been more divisive. And one of the hopes that I have out of the punishment that I've received as well as the cooperation that I have given I will be remembered in history as helping to bring this country back together. With unbearable sorrow to run where the brave dare not go to right the unrightable wrong to love Anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) I just needed to keep playing. No, it's perfect. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're gonna be a fucking superhero in the in the history books, Uh, Cohen. You fucking shit rat. That what I what I hope is that history will judge me as someone who brought the nation back together. Shut up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. John hold Dean on. is like, hold my beer, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and also, uh, uh, oh, Michael Cohen, this is your life. This is, uh, who is this? Says who? That's you. So, uh, yeah, says who you're going to be so. a hero? Says who? Says who? Yeah, fuck you. Oh, Good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> to ride. <laughs> I mean, you know, here's the thing. I, I he, he really makes me feel conflicted because he's doing what he... I, I want to say he's doing the right thing, but he's doing the right thing because he doesn't want to go to jail for the rest of his fucking life. You going to donate to his GoFundMe page? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Easy answer. Um, Just, you know, but he's been forced into doing the right thing, and so now... You know, this, and he's a shyster. He is a New York City shyster who got caught. He's and a now scam he's artist. really like, I- I'm going to, I'm doing the right thing. I'm trying to, I'm good. This is, this is just. Uh, I don't know if shy, like I think shyster, shyster might be too derogatory. I'm not sure about that, but. Oh, um, sorry. But yes, he's a scam artist. You're right. I thought a shyster so. is a shit, a shitter in German. A grifter. Well, it's it, yeah. Shice is, is, is translates directly as shit. So yeah, he's he's a, essentially a bullshit artist. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, I, I, I wasn't sure. Look, 
No, it's okay. I know we. I know we. I, I understand us being concerned, but I don't think shyster <clears throat> is derogatory. He's a shyster. There we That's go. What, well, but you know, he got caught. He did. And so now he has a choice. He's a and shitty his person. And he is got to caught. try to make sure that he looks as good to the world as he can make himself look. That makes him a grifter. He's a. <laughs> He's a shyster grifter. Meow goodness uh, put in the, <laughs> the chat room. Uh, and all the who's and says whoville stood up and said. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Uh, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's. Uh, I did uh, the video, by the way. Did he uh, not look like he had like 10 pounds of. Uh, eye hags underneath. I mean, one of oh his eyes looked like somebody God. punched him. Oh, I think you know because he'd been crying. Oh, he um. oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to this quick one here. Uh, uh, is Trump telling the truth about uh, what he knows about Russia? The special counsel did say that you were doing your best to tell the truth about everything related to their investigation, everything related to Russia. Do you think President Trump is telling the truth about that? No. It's a big statement. No, it's a big statement. So uh, that's what I was trying to think of that uh, when I asked you, Rain, if you were going to donate to his GoFundMe, and you said no. And I was going to say, that's a big statement. That's a big statement. No, I, I'm gonna have to clip that out for future shows. No, that's a big statement. So yeah, he, can't, he can't talk about Russia. No, he's still working with he's still working with Mueller. Yeah, yeah, and it, the, well, the next clip plays into that. But Joe, go ahead, go ahead. Well, like I said before, he he shouldn't be on TV at all because he's still working with Mueller. Well, thank God he is. Well, so we have a topic I for mean, tonight. Yeah, I know, but I mean, really, I mean, he's not doing, he's not making Mueller very happy tonight. Oh, no. Lanny, Lanny's not his lawyer anymore. No, no yeah. Lanny's, Lanny looks a lot healthier. <laughs> Lanny got back with Squiggy, so. He got uh, his color back since, uh, <laughs> since he left. He got, he's on rosy cheeks now, Lanny does. Yeah, yeah. Bobber, did you want to uh, comment on the, uh, uh, you know, Trump's still, uh, Trump's lying about Russia? <laughs> um no it's it's i mean come on that's just like the easiest question you know he could have asked him yeah wait wait <laughs> says who is he lying no. um, <laughs> um well i don't know um i'd rather not say no says of who? course he's lying everyone knows he's lying <laughs> oh yeah we've all known it and susan was saying that to me. susan i said susan um was saying that to me in <laughs> the car today she- susan in the box Everyone wants to play with a Susan in the box. Uh, everyone does. Um, but uh, the uh, no, it's funny because Susan said to me in the car today, she was like, you know what? You should be really happy because you've been right about this for a really long time about Trump and the Russia shit. She's like, you should not be frustrated. You should not be angry. You should be really happy that you've been right about this the whole time. And I'm like, you know what? I knew there was a reason why I liked you. <laughs> Aww. Uh, so, uh, but no, I it, remember it, us it was going nice. back to to even before Joe joined the show. Yeah, where you know I, I was saying Russia is not an ally. 
No. No, no, no. We have no. diplomatic relations with them, I, but Russia is not an ally. I ate my words about what Mitt Romney said on this show. You know, uh, yeah. about them being our number one. I, I disagree that they are our number one geopolitical threat because I, I truly think Saudi Arabia and, hey, hey, hello, Khashoggi. Um, yes. Uh, you know. I mean, Russia hasn't killed one of our citizens, uh, you know, uh, that we've heard about in such a fashion. Yeah, that we know about. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, we got we got to go through this real quick because we got the game coming up. So, uh, here's the next clip. Uh, This is uh, how does this end for Trump? Uh, I I love this. I actually, it's a shitty question, but I kind of love what Cohen said here. How does this end? for Donald Trump? You know, that sort of gets into the whole investigation right now between, you know, the special counsel's office, the attorney general's office. You also have the Southern District of New York. I don't want to jeopardize any of their investigations. Are you still cooperating? If they want me, I'm here. And I'm willing to answer whatever additional questions that they may have for me. Right. So you're saying there are certain areas that you can't get into because you're still cooperating with them. Correct. And out of respect for process. So. Oh. I I thought that. Now he has respect. Yeah. (laughs) Well. I think, you know, uh, now that the cult deprogramming uh, sessions have begun. So, uh, that's actually a really call- good point. Perhaps he was deprogrammed. Wait, did somebody call my name? No, different kind of sessions. No. Oh, go away. Different kind of sessions. Jeff. Go away. Oh, Jeff, I left, I left a little bowl of carrots for you on the table. Oh, that's so sweet, darling. Thank you so much for that. I gotta go. You're welcome. I left, I left a saucer of beer for you, so you end up like a slug. Oh, you why I oughta. Okay, I'm out of here. Just, just go eat the carrots. They're delicious. Okay, drink right. the beer. He's gone. Like <laughs> <laughs> He's still wearing those little... And, uh, and that uh, turnips is good cop, bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, uh, all right. Uh, last one. Last one. This is... Uh, um, what a mistake to make it is what I've been calling this. <laughs> Anybody ever watch the old BBC show, uh, Allo Allo? Nobody? Uh, nope. Uh, what a mistake of a maker. So, <laughs> that was, it took place in France, uh, during World War II, and there was, a there was an Italian guy, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Captain Alberto. Uh, like my Uncle Angelo. Captain Alberto Bertarelli, uh, in his big tagline on the show was, uh, Oh my, what a mistake of the maker. What a mistake of the maker. What a mistake of the maker. So, <laughs> so that's what this last clip is. Um, uh, <laughs> it just made me think of this. Um, uh, so here you go. Why do you think... President Trump is lashing out against you in such a personal way, daily almost now, calling you weak, calling you a liar. Is he afraid? Seems like it. That's what he does. That's what he does. Are you afraid of him? It's never good to be on the wrong side of the President of the United States of America. But somehow or another, this task 
has now fallen onto my shoulders. And as I also stated, that I will spend the rest of my life in order to fix the mistake that I made. How are you going to do that? I don't know. Oh my, what a mistake of the maker. <laughs> <laughs> what a mistake there are, of the maker. There are two things. Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's a great show from the 80s. It used to play on P- uh, PBS uh, near me. Uh, uh, but it, no, great BBC show. Allo, allo. Um, but, uh, do you, do you find it interesting that he said it's never a good thing to be on the bad side of the president? Oh yeah. As though the president is a mob boss. Yeah. I mean, can you, nobody would ever say that about Obama Uh, and I, oh, or even Bush. Could you imagine? (laughs) I'm I'm quite serious. When I, yeah, no, I am too. Wow. He he really is talking about him. Like he's a mob boss. Mm -hmm. Well, he is. Well, he, yes, he is. But I just found that statement amazing because I don't think anybody said that about uh, W anybody, HW, Obama, maybe Nixon, maybe Nixon. Maybe, maybe. But never on that a TV interview. Amazing. Never on a TV interview. No way. So, uh, but anyway, all right. We 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 are five minutes over, and we got Cat waiting right now. I just want to get everybody's uh, final thoughts on uh, the Cohen interview, real quick. So, alphabetically, Bobber, what do you got? Um, I. It seemed like he's. It, this just seemed like it, it was it was a planned effort to try to save his image. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know Stephanopoulos is you know probably thought he was getting a a uh, you know a, a big catch here with this, but oh, he did he really all all he had all he offered up was um, just it was just bullshit. It's all bullshit. Oh, so you're saying it was bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Yes. I think you're right. I think the biggest thing we got out of this, Bobber, is that this is what talking to a deprogrammed cultist sounds like. And we don't have to forgive them at all. Joe, what's your your, uh, final thought on the Cohen stuff? Well, you know, um, karma's a bitch. It really is. It really is. And it's... uh, the arc of karma is long, but it bends toward jail. Karma's, <laughs> ca- karma, ca- karma's a bitch, and Fredo's smart. I'm smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Rain, uh, final thoughts on the Cohen thing before we run to a long overdue Just break. Run to the break. I I made it clear. So All right. let's go. Very good. All right, cats coming up for what the hell is that fucking price? Right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I got I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. I've got the pundit blues. I've got the pundit blues. 
Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, uh, super, super late. So sorry that we're all wonky on the schedule tonight. But joining me, as always, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Hi. And? I'm so glad that we're ending the week so calmly. Because everything has been so slow this week. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> and, of course, your bobber half, Der Braumeister, Washington, D.C., uh, in the Beltway Bureau, uh, Mr. Bobber. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. And Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Coromel Show uh, at timcoromel.com and uh, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Welcome back. Yes. I'm here. We're going right. to have a Christmas a Christmassy clown card this this week. Yay. Oh good. Good. I'm looking forward yes. to it. And I was so proud. I couldn't believe my my clown card. I couldn't believe how long ago it was. It was a year ago that I did a clown car. And yes. uh it kicked off the last uh best of the clown car uh uh last uh last episode of the tim cormel show so i was, I was really happy uh, i forgot about shamex <laughs> so, <laughs> and of course the uh roy moore butthurt pads as well and last but not least everybody uh let, let's we'll do this a little bit right here uh, a little fanfare hey everybody that's my sister from another mister cat from columbus ohio ready to compete on what the hell is that fucking price cat welcome Hello, I'm made to understand this is the show I can call in and call people penis packing mamas. Uh, well, uh, you cannot say that. Don't say penis in this house! You can just say packing mamas in this house. How about pecker pecking? Pecker pecking. Oh my mama. god. Well, anyway, all right. Well, Kat, thank you for joining us tonight. I'm very excited about uh, the. Uh, uh the what the hell is this fucking price and by the way once you agreed to do this last night uh because you know i i wanted to make sure we had uh, you know a solid uh guest for this solid competitor and once you agreed to do it i found a very special unique item in the sears 1976 catalog just for you <laughs> so uh it's gonna be awesome so and you'll know what i mean when we get to it so uh are you ready to play cat sure all right uh everybody hunker down it's time for uh what do we call that 
What the hell is that fucking price? Get ready to play What the Hell is That Fucking Price? On Turn Off the Night with Kenny Pay. <laughs> What the hell? And now it's time to play What the Hell is That Fucking Price? What the hell is that shit? I'd buy that for a dollar. Okay, everybody. You know how this goes. Our first item up for bid tonight... Well... It's an, a portable 8-track player, everyone. Wow. Yeah. And this is a wish book values uh, uh, item. And it's a, it's a oh, wow. no, no lower price ever at Sears for ever. any portable monoral 8-track play, tape player. So it's a fucking mono. What that's mo- It's not stereo. It's mono. mono. Oral? It's mono. It's not a monorail. Mono. Yeah. It sounds like mono oral <laughs> Yeah. So it's dual powered. It is. Operates on uh, AC house current or optional batteries. And batteries are not included. It says it uh, plays eight track tapes monorally. Starts automatically when tape is inserted. Manual program wow. selection with rotary volume control. Uh, it's made of red and white plastic uh, with molded-in handle, and uh, yeah, a bunch of other shit too about a warranty. So, all right, we're starting with Bobber tonight. Okay. How much was this uh, in 1976? This this Mon <laughs> uh, eight-track player. I'm going to say five ninety-five. All right, uh, Joe. How much would you pay in 1976 for this? Lovely. How much? 10.99. All right, 10.99. Cat. What about this eight-track player? What, what, what do you think that sold for in '76? I'll go with the cool 9.49. 9.49. All right, Rain. What do you think about the portable eight-track player? It's pretty nice. I'm going with 9.45. 9.45. 9.45. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this game. I suck at this game. You do. Um, so, <laughs> kidding. All right. This next one, I'm very excited about this because this is an item I had from my childhood. My uh, uh, my grandmother and grandfather, uh, Picklesheimer, bought me this as a child and it's the six million dollar man with bionic grip action figure wow is he holding a girder a girder well, well, oh, well i was gonna say that looked like vinyl <laughs> siding a, so no, no, well yeah it's, it, it, it might as well be vinyl siding <laughs> all right so this is colonel steve austin has a new weapon, a powerful bionic grip in his right hand. Grip activated by depressing button in forearm. Skin rolls back. Skin rolls back to reveal... Yeah, so he has an uncircumcised uh, forearm. Skin rolls... 
skin rolls back to reveal bionic modules. Yeah. Skin rolls back to reveal bionic modules. Look through wide angle lens in left eye for bionic sight. What you get, a fully jointed 13-inch plastic figure dressed in NASA-style suit, sneakers, includes a um, simulated steel girder for ages 5 and up. Joe, how much do you think uh, mil- er, Colonel Steve Austin costs? Well, if it wasn't for the steel girder, it wouldn't be much, but would a steel it's, girder? It's a simulated uh, steel girder, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, $5. All right. Cat, how much for Steve Austin? Well, I remember some friends growing up having this uh, action figure as well. I'm going to go with 645 all right, Rain. How much for the six million dollar man? Probably not six million dollars. No, I'm going with twelve ninety five. Twelve ninety five. All right, and it comes back to Bobber. How much for Colonel Steve Austin there? I'm gonna go nine ninety five. All right, nine ninety five. All right. Here we go. Moving right along to the next item. Uh, We're going to go with... Oh, wow. This is one of my favorites as well here. And it is the... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, actually, appropriately starting with Cat. Oh, this is good. It's an air hockey table. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because Cat notoriously beat my living ass at air hockey <laughs> uh, many years ago but cat you have a, a chance to win get two points on this one so here we go this is uh, reduced from our 1976 spring big book it has a blower motor forces air through tiny holes in playing surface puck flies over a cushion of air at speeds of up to 85 miles per hour Wow. Those plants are amazing in that picture. Oh, they really are. Playing surface is uh, one and a (laughs) play. I think I did. I had the green. I I still have the white belt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You probably do. So, uh, so (laughs) white belts, man. That was so 70s. So, anyway, uh, but the playing surface is one and a half inch thick particle board bed. Blue melamine laminated surface, the frame and legs, frame and pedestal legs of wood grained vinyl laminate particle board, anodized aluminum top rails, leg levelers. So, uh, what do you think, Kat? So, you got a chance to get uh, two points here on this. Uh, what is the current selling price and what was the original selling price? The current for the holidays price, I'm going to say, is $24, and it was $29. All right. And, Rain, what do you think the sale price is versus the original price? I think the sale price is... Oh, man. Okay, I I think... Because that is some really fine-looking wood. Yeah, it's particle board. It's 
would yeah, like. Really it's just a good part of it. Yeah. I, sure. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually gonna go with the, so we want the original price? Uh no, the, the sale price and then the original price. Alright, I'm gonna go with the sale price of sixty nine ninety five and the sale price of seventy five. No, the original price of seventy five. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. No, I'm gonna go with actually seventy four ninety five. For the original price. Okay. Yes. All right. So the price is I'm gonna go with five dollars less. Well, you said sixty nine ninety five. Yeah, I I got you. Okay, that's uh, fine too. All right. So uh, Bob, I'll lose this anyway. Bob, what's uh what's the original? Or what's the sale price on this? And then the original price. So I'm gonna say the sale price of eighteen ninety five. Original price twenty two ninety five. Wow. I wow. Eighteen ninety five and twenty two ninety five. All right, Joe, what say you on the air hockey table? Uh, the sale price was one ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> what? It's particle board. You're serious. <laughs> and what's the original? What's the original? What's the original price, Joe? Marked down from three ninety nine ninety nine. Wow. So is that shit. is that nineteen seventy seven dollars or uh, yeah 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 nineteen seventy six back in the seventies you couldn't even uh, make energy, particle energy board included, so you couldn't right. even make particle board and you weren't supposed to use electricity so <laughs> okay now, come on I, I remember nineteen seventy six it wasn't no, that you, bad no, you, no, not like I remember nineteen seventy six in nineteen seventy six we didn't even have electricity. Five hundred gazillion billion dollars. That's right. All right, the next item up for bid. Hey, who wants to be Batman? Because we got a couple. Recreate a Batman adventure and speed to the scene in a bat vehicle. That's right, everybody. We have two items here. First is the Batmobile, sold only at Sears. Our detailed Batmobile features Batwing steering. Simulated bat mic and rocket controls for plenty of pedal-powered bat adventures. Construction. Midnight blue molded polypropylene body with anti-static finish to repel dust. Steel axles, framework, steering mechanism, blah, blah, blah. So basically it's a little plastic car that kids can get in. The second one is the bat machine. It's kind of like a big wheel, but Batman themed. So, I'm going to need the prices for uh, both of these, starting with you, Rain. Uh, okay. How much? How much is the Batmobile? And then how the much? Batmobile. Yep. I think the Batmobile is um, twenty-two thousand forty-five. Okay. And I think so. the bat the bat machine is. Nineteen ninety nine. Okay. All right. Bobber, how much is the how much is the Batmobile? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, thirty two ninety five. Okay. And, and the and Bat, the bat machine? machine. Uh, I'm gonna go with twenty seven ninety five. All right, Joe. What say you about how? the Batmobile? Wham. 
The Batmobile was four thousand dollars. Joe. Oh, come on. Joe. Come on. Joe. No, I, no, no. Okay. It, <laughs> it's polymethylene or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's poly polypropylene. Back in the seventies, you couldn't get prop polypropylene. No, not properly. Air oil embark. It's out of that. All right. Okay. How much? I say the Batmobile is twenty nine ninety five. All right. Machine twenty two bucks. Okay, Cat. How about you? The Batmobile. How much is that? And how much is the uh, Bat Machine? The Batmobile. I'm gonna say is fourteen ninety nine, and the Bat Machine is twelve forty nine. All right. Next item up for bid. We're resetting here. Uh, and it, for uh, the next item, uh, Bobber gets to pick first, and that is a blow dryer. <laughs> so uh, sexy. I, I think wow. I had that one. I, I think I might have too. I think that's Bobber's. That's Bobber's head. This is a, uh, a wish book value. This is a wish book value. A twelve hundred watt blow dryer. Reduced from our 1976 Christmas book, powerful hair dryer gives you six airflow temperature selections. Six. Uh, and and uh, three heats and two speeds, broad nozzle for wide airflow from Japan. Well, we all love a broad nozzle. Gift box, attachment, <laughs> concentrator nozzle, the spot drive. <laughs> Wow! Construction black plastic, <laughs> black plastic housing. Oh, I, I was gonna say, is a particle board or polypropylene? <laughs> no, no. But guess what? It has a hang-up ring on it, Bobber. How much? Oh. So this is a two-pointer right here. Uh, what's the uh, sale price and what's the original price? I'm gonna say uh, sale price is twelve ninety five. Original price is fifteen. All right, Joe. What's the original price and what's the? Or, I'm sorry. What's the sale price and what's the original price on this blow dryer? Uh, sale price twenty nine ninety five. Uh, the original price uh, thirty four ninety five. All right, Cat. Uh, what say you? On this 1200 watt blow dryer. Oh, gee, it's imported from Japan, gift mm -hmm. boxed and warranted. So, yeah. you know, it's got to be quality. Original price uh, $25 <laughs> and sale price $22.50. All right, so $22.50 and $25. Rain, what do you have to say about this uh, handsome blow dryer from Japan? Sale price eleven ninety five. Full price sixteen fifty. All right, there we go. And uh, moving right along, let me see what the next item is. Oh, the seventies wouldn't be complete without one of these in your vehicle, everybody. What am I talking about? 
I'm talking about a CB radio. That's right. <laughs> oh, Here we go. Oh, sweet God. This is, this is we got the, a mighty convoy. Yeah, this is the Sears Radio Talker. 40. Ah, wow. So it has 40, 40 channels. Channel. Wow. Our lowest price, 40, 40. 40 channels. Oh, yeah, this is like the cell phone of the 70s. Dad had one of these in his in his uh, red pickup truck. So did we? My my handle was Windbreaker. You know, you know. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're not gonna believe. You're not gonna believe this. Right? My handle. Was, but my handle was cut the cheese. <laughs> uh, Kenny picked. Really Windbreaker. My parents never corrected it. They never said, "Do you want to think about it?" <laughs> I was. I was a ten-year-old girl driving upstate New York, and I'm like, "Breaker, breaker! This is the windbreaker!" And they're like, oh, "I'll windbreaker." Kenny, Kenny Pick Senior, his was Red Rider because he oh, had a red. Okay, that's not. Okay, he that's had cool. a red Chevy pickup truck. So yeah, that's cool. That red is cool. Rider. All right, who who started last round? I forget now. I don't know. I think I did. Bobber did. Okay, thank you. All right, so Joe, you start this round. This is, uh, let me see, uh, the, the CB radio performance features rotary dial channel indicator, phase lock loop, PLL, circuitry wow. locks in channel frequency, synthesizer generates all 40 channels, built-in automatic noise limiter, rotary adjustable squelch control, 100% oh. solid state chassis meet FCC requirements regarding maximum 4 watt output power. Yeah, and you well, guys can read the rest of it. Is it made of particle board or poly? <laughs> We're going to have a polypropylene. Particle poly oh, black propylene. Metal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> polypropylene. Uh, DC powered. That's not good. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to say $99.99. All right. Cat, uh, how much for the CB radio? Well, let's see. Once again, it's imported from Japan. And True. I, <clears throat> you know, it's it's a high-quality Sears robot. I don't, oh, yeah. I just got to go with the $79. All right. Rain, how much for that CB radio in 1976? She went... Cat said $79. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Joe said $99.99. God damn it. Oh, this is a tough one. I remember this only speaks Japanese. I'm going to go with... <laughs> Jesus, Joe. <laughs> We're going to have a convoy having a real good time. Um, Let the eagle soar. <laughs> Sorry. I, I used to have the convoy album. I think we like still my do. My family was big into this, so seventy-nine. You don't have to apologize. Everybody was. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, seventy-nine. This. Okay. Can Breaker I pass? Breaker one No. I can't pass, can I? No, you got to right. give us a price. Um, all right, hold on. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the chat. Ain't nobody helping here. I, right, nope. Fancy sixty-nine. I. I I no, I, I need. On with the ninety nine ninety nine, if it would have come with Burt Reynolds, that's it. I, I rain. Oh, I, yeah. I need. I need an answer because we're we're. Okay, we're I'm gonna go answers. with. I'm. I'm actually gonna go with sixty nine ninety nine. 
All right. Uh, $69.99 it is. Bobber, how much for that CB? Since this is Sears and not something like Midlands or one of the other better known names, I'm going to yep. go with $49.95. God damn it. See, mine was radio. Our family's was Radio Shack. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, Dad's might have been Radio Shack, too. I'm not sure. Mine was a Radio Shucks. <laughs> All right, here we go. The next item up for bid is truly terrible. Uh, and that is uh, a whole bunch of ugly ceramic clocks, everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we go. Holder. Ceramic wow. alarms. What here we go. Some of those on the Twilight Zone. These are overpriced ad- any price. <laughs> These are adorable character alarm clocks, and the selections—they're all the same price. Uh, you can get kitten, teddy bears, kissing kids, the clown, big and little owls. I'm sorry, I mean big mm, little owls, and child and sunflower. So, how much would you pay for these ugly piece of shit uh, ceramic alarms in 1976? Cat, I would. <laughs> oh my well, god! Well, first of all, number three looks like me too, waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna go with seven dollars. All right, Rain. How much for these butt ugly clocks? I can't read. How tall are they? How, what is their dimension? They're not that big. I think they're maybe six inches tall or something like that. All right. I'm going to go with two ninety-five. right. Two ninety-five. Uh, Bobber, how much for these butt-ugly clocks? Has uh, five ninety-five been taken yet? No. I will, I will go with that. All right. And Joe, how much for these god-awful clocks? Well, since there's a full 90-day warranty on the movement, uh, I was gonna go 99 cents, but I'll go a buck 99 for the warranty. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Very good. Okay. So uh, the next item up for bid. Oh, Rain, you're gonna love this. Actually, you're probably not. But you know what? <laughs> I knew I knew somebody who had one of these, and I thought it was awesome. And it's the donut machine, everybody. Oh. So. <laughs> Mine's. In, so, I still have one in the back shelf. What somewhere. is that? That looks like a bad mammography machine. Uh, well, <laughs> well that's, now that's that you mention now. it, you've <laughs> ruined me. You've ruined donuts for me now. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what we have here is uh, there's nothing so irresistible as a plate of fresh donuts with sear with the Sears donut maker, uh, your favorite basic batter, and a little imagination. You can make donut shop tasting donuts in varieties that are all your own, such as garlic and ox. No, oh, that's that's not Jell-O, in there. Jell-O mold. Um. It's the perfect, easy way to make breakfast donuts while the coffee is brewing or quick after-school snacks for children. See views uh, above. So, so Rain, it's a donut I maker. Kids. I don't see the kids I'm either. Go with, I, that is 
it's so disgusting looking. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at this picture, and it looks like the top of the donut thing is like eyeing the two donuts down. Uh, yeah, it does. Oh, look at you. <laughs> so creepy. I see you. It's really yes. creepy. Um, I see you. Right. I yeah, see. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Six ninety five. All right, uh, Bobber, how much for that creepy ass donut maker? <laughs> well, I, these, this is like the era when all these specialty cooking appliances were all the rage. Mm, specialty, oh, yeah. huh? Oh yeah. I mean, because yeah. oh yeah, it only takes five minutes to cook two donuts. So if you want to play the donuts, it's going to take a half an hour in the first <laughs> you by the time you get done with it. True. True. <laughs> So anyway, um, I am going to go with fourteen ninety five. Wow. All right, Joe, how much for that goddamn donut maker? Well, if if this came with a powdered sugar dispenser, I would have gone higher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <The> Coke machine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's black plastic. It's not particle board, so um, I'll go eleven ninety nine on this. All right. Cat, what do you think about the uh, donut maker? How much? Well, they're suggesting you just call Sears and say charge it, which <laughs> I don't think you're going to charge anything under ten dollars, especially oh. with interest in the seventies. See, so, wow. I, I'll go with twelve bucks. Wow! Oh, oh a, you're doing the penny over, that was a, Joe. See, that- she did a neat. She did a neat hey, job. Hey, that's like five hours of work there. Hey. That was thoughtful. It was thoughtful. It was con- it, it looks thoughtful. like a really Strategic. bad mammogram. <coughs> Strategery. Yeah, it's it's strange. So, all right, this one's for Joe, actually. Oh, good. Um, is it popular? Uh, it could be. It could be. Okay. Uh, but this is uh. The Master Erector. <laughs> okay. Oh, I had this. I had this. Did you have this actual one? All right. Yes, it had a motor and everything. But it, it starts, but, but we're resetting and we're yes. going back to Bobber now, right? So, because we started wow. with Rain. So, Bobber, oh, yeah. the Master Erector set, uh, the set includes battery powered motors, heavy duty tires. 20 by 30 inch vinyl blueprint instruction booklet and assorted erector hardware including tools, pulleys, plates, axles, nuts, bolts, and a variety of girders. So, uh. Cock rings. Yeah. (laughs) Cock ring warehouse. So. Um. Wow, yeah. my, My parents bought this for my brother, so I. I don't think they would have spent a lot of money on it. Um. Hmm. What? They didn't like your brother, or what? (laughs) (laughs) No, they were cheap. That I love. Okay. (laughs) I said it was for my brothers, so they wanted to spend a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, I'll give before Bobber answers. I'm going to give everybody a hint on this one right now. This was the most expensive Erector set in the series catalog in 1976. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go with twenty nine ninety five. All right, what do you think, Joe? Oh, I got this for Christmas, as you recall. Yeah, uh, it was my first erection. Um, oh no! Yeah, with the cock ring, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna say twenty five bucks. 
Okay, Cat, what do you think? 76. The most expensive erector set. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at this and I noticed that batteries are not included. They are not. Uh, they are not. So, so, um, and as I recall from when I was a, a kid, we we had a $20 limit for anything we wanted from the wish book. Okay. And I remember that a lot of the things that we could put on our list for Christmas were things that were like the most boring thing ever, like the erector set. And I'm thinking it was about maybe $14. So, so is that your guess? $14 is my guess. All so right. Kit, uh, Kat, are you telling me this was on your list? No, this was not on my list. <laughs> the, the cool stuff that I wanted <laughs> was all nearly $20. Uh, the stuff that my parents could afford <laughs> was the boring shit. <laughs> okay, so... All right. So you got a donut maker? <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't look at anything that wasn't in the toy section. Uh, well, okay. I hear that. No, I wasn't looking at the uh, ladies' under thing. Oh, come on. That. You were looking at the sleeping bags and the bed sheets and stuff, though, because they always had cool like superhero and cartoon character stuff there. And the pajamas. Those were always fun. Uh, Rain, how much is this uh, Master Erector set? Well, master of okay. What did what did Joe and Bob say? Uh, Bob said twenty nine ninety five. Joe said twenty five. Rain said fourteen. I'm sorry. Cat uh, said fourteen. Oh, I'm gonna go with you know what? I'm gonna go with thirty two forty five. All right. Um, I'm moving going on the high end of this one. Moving right along, the next one uh, looks like we start with Joe here. Joe, this is a toy from my childhood. I never got it, but I was always freakily fascinated with this thing. Aww, it's disgusting. It. It's really, it's really <laughs> insane. <clears throat> it's it's Hugo, Man of a Thousand oh. Faces. Oh it's yeah, a, it's a puppet. Oh, and I swear to God, this is where Mike Myers got the inspiration for Dr. Evil. I so, actually think you're right. <laughs> so this is, just, this is holy Hugo, shit. man of a thousand faces. Hugo can be anything. Make him into villains, heroes, comics, spies. Disguises it here easily with special non-toxic glue included. 13 and and yes. the one on the far right, on the top row, looks like Hitler. It looks like Hitler. 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 Yeah. Hitler. So, uh, and the one down on the bottom right is Fidel Castro. And the the, the one <laughs> in the middle shit. looks like Trump. Uh, and wait, <laughs> no. the one with the red on his head isn't that Mao? Well, hold on, everybody. Hold on, because well, we have a oh, new. Mandelin there too. We have a new. We have a new uh, uh, material that we're going to introduce here because it's a 13 inch tall hand puppet with plastisol head oh plastisol head painted eyes vinyl hands and cloak 
Accessories includes nylon wig, mustaches, beards, scars, moles, false noses, eyeglasses, moly, and moly, chins. Moly. So, mole, mole, mole. See? They, there you're right. <laughs> All right. I think you're right, though. Oh, my God. So, uh, Joe... Uh, um, Wait, yeah, Joe. We're starting with you now. How much? How much is uh, Hugo, Man of a Thousand Faces? Well, I happen hot. to know back in the seventies that uh, that material was very expensive. Plastisol. Plastisol. Yeah, it was yeah. very scarce in the seventies. Sure. There was a plastisol <laughs> run. Uh, There's a big shortage. There was a leak at so, Three Mile Island of the stuff too. I think. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you had to you had to stand in line on a Saturday morning to get plastisol. So <laughs> they gave um, you they gave you vouchers. Yeah, they gave you vouchers, and they'd run out <laughs> by about ten o'clock. So I'd say eight ninety five. All right, so eight ninety five for Hugo. Cat, uh, what do you say? How much did Hugo cost? Well. Looking at that uh, picture second from the left on the bottom, it looks like they were predicting Howie Mandel. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I, yeah. I, I, I think the good old Hugo there reminds me a lot of the uh, Barbie styling heads. Yes. My sister had one of those. The same period. Yeah. 845. Oh. Undercutting Joe. All right, Rain, how much was Hugo? The toy of my nightmares. <laughs> 650. All right, and Bobber. Hugo, man of a thousand uh, night terrors. <laughs> 795. Oh, okay. Man, this is tight. This one is tight. Damn, we're in a, damn, we're in a tight spot. I'm like Hugo's hand, where you put it up. I like the age range here. Five to eleven. Five to eleven. <laughs> that is not right. Which, which so. means they're expecting you to tear it apart. <laughs> five? This is five-year-old kids. Five to eleven. That ain't right. After age is under three, due to small parts. Oh, mm. and plasticine uh, poisoning. And this All is right. 1976. Yes, yes. And so we got to move along. To 11. We got to move along. And by the way, in case I, I anybody. Think we know in, how we got Stephen Miller. In case anybody hasn't figured it out, we're going into overtime tonight. So, <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. No, that's all right. So here we go. Uh, here's the next item up for bid. Uh, friends will ask, how'd you do that? Entertain with magic. 14 mystifying tricks plus magic book of 101 more tricks and magic wand. That's right. It's a magic set, everybody. Contents include... I had this. Oh, wow. So you should probably nail this one. Uh, I, I didn't buy it. <laughs> I, well, you have insight. I don't know. Um, so... Uh, so anyway, uh, amazing to an audience, yet difficult to do. Includes equipment and instructions uh, for these tricks. Ball and vase. Chinese bottle. Color vision. Cups and bowls. Drawer, <laughs> drawer box. Coin changer. Magic paddle. Papa spank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> multiplying money tray. Spank. 
uh, Peter Rabbit, Pop Bottle Trick, uh, Pop Bottle Trick, Shell Trick, Spiked Coin, Youch, I thought it was a penny, uh, Vanishing Quarter, and Water Jug. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Water anyway. Jug? Yeah, Water Jug wow, was the last one. this sounds like everything that Donald Trump has tried to pay off. Yeah, I think so. So where, where do we start? Joe, are you the next one? Wait, where do we leave off? I, I'm getting so confused now. I, I think I'm supposed to be first. All right, Kat, how much for the magic set? My older brother had a smaller version of this. Because I remember a lot of that crap floating around my parents' house. <laughs> um, this magic set with all of these 101 tricks and a magic wand. Yes. $17. All right. Rain, how much? I'm going with $12.45. All right. Bob, how much? I'm going with $8.95. And Joe, how much? I think the box is made of particle board, so I'm going to go $14.95. Can I just say that that kid in that picture looks like Dave Schwimmer? No. That was his first gig. Looks like he... Yeah. Yeah. It probably was. And that also looks like a red dildo. All right. We only have three. We got three more, and we got to blow through them real quick. So Uh, this one is for all the sports ball fans. Sports ball. Yeah, this is for you guys, all of you guys, not me. <laughs> because Jesus Christ, sports. What what's that all about? It's sports. An, it's an NFL helmet radio, everybody. Pick your favorite oh. team. Uh so here we go. This is a in all solid states uh, for instant sound and long life. Two and a half inch speaker mounted behind face guard, volume knob over left ear, tuning knob over right ear, high impact Domestic plastic. Use not included. <laughs> high impact plastic, six and a half inches high, four inches wide. And dig this, because you could pick from the following teams. The Miami Dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings, Washington Redskins, Los Angeles Rams, Pittsburgh Steelers, Green Bay Packers, New York Jets, Kansas City Chiefs, Chicago Bears, Oakland Raiders, Detroit Lions, Atlanta Falcons, Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, St. Louis Cardinals, Baltimore Colts. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. I'm, I'm smart enough Thank to know you. that. So. Well done, Ken. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns, the Denver Broncos, New Orleans Saints, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots, San Diego Chargers, Houston Oilers, Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there you go. So how much is this? And we start with Rain on this one, correct? So Rain, how much was this goddamn football, sports ball, NFL helmet? Three ninety five. Three ninety five. Okay. Yes. Bobber, how much was this NFL radio? Hmm. Well, it's it's only an AM radio. There's no FM. Uh, no. But it's also an official licensed product of the NFL. It is. So, oh, uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, five ninety five. Okay, Joe. How much for this AM radio? Uh, since it's made of particle board, I'd say four ninety nine. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, uh, Cat, how much for the uh, the sports ball helmet radio? I don't know how official these can be. I don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars here anywhere. He didn't <laughs> no. exist. The Spent Baltimore Colts. Well, maybe they're hanging out with the Baltimore Colts. <laughs> yes, <it could> be. <laughs> and where are the Houston Oilers? The Houston Oilers are there, but not the Texans. See? Maybe they got greased up and slid out of town. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Kat, how much for the radio? That Bengals helmet doesn't look right either. No, not really. How much, Kat? Well, maybe it's not official. Cat, how much? $5. All right. Okay, we're going to skip to the very last item. Uh, for the sake of time, I'm skipping. N- no, fuck it. I-, I said I was going to do it all. I'm going to do it. This <laughs> is the next to the last item, but seriously, we got to take a break, and we're going to go at least 15 minutes <laughs> into overtime, and my apologies for that, everybody. It's Friday night. But uh, It is Friday night. So, all right, here's Super Pong, everybody. Wow. Not Pong, but fucking Super Pong. That's right. Electronic games, telegames, electronic games, Super Pong. Console. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but there's a bunch of games for it. And it comes with Super Pong, Team Handball, Basketball, Pong, Pong. and Catch. So this is a two-pointer. This is a a two... This is a two... (laughs) These are all Pong! Yeah, they really are. Uh, But this is a two-pointer. How much is Super Pong for two players? And where are we starting now with... uh, I forget. This is insane. Um, Who did I uh, leave off? I was first last time. Yeah, I think it's me. Okay, so Bobber, how much... How much for two-player pong, and how much for a four-player pong? Well, we had a we had a two-player pong when I was that was probably eight, uh, or maybe, maybe just eight, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say eight ninety-five for two-player. All right. Uh, for the for the four-player, that's probably thirteen ninety. All right, Joe. How much for two-player pong, and how much for four-player pong? Um, two-player nineteen ninety-five, four-player twenty-four ninety-five. Okay. Cat, how much for two-player pong, and how much for four-player pong? Remember, we're about a year away from the Atari twenty-six hundred here, yes. and those started at like two hundred dollars. True. So, um, I'm thinking two-player was $49.95, and the four-player was um, $59.99. All right, so $59.99. All right, Rain, how much for two-player? How much for four-player? Two-player was $24.99. Okay. Four-player was, four, four was 32 32. All right. Because I understand ex- exactly what Kat's saying, but I think that when Atari entered the market, they were like, 
you guys got to pay way more money for three more digital things on your screen. This is all Pong. My, if my parents it bought it, it didn't cost that much. Well, I, we might we might I, learn I, something I, about your parents. My parents we'll got one of these for my older brother, except it was the Coleco brand one, and it was pricey. It was his Christmas and birthday. Well, I think you're all going to be surprised when we <laughs> uh, start uh, calculating the uh, scores here. But we're, I suck at this game, so we're down. I'm we're surprised. hold on, hold on. We're down to the last item here, everybody. And what Christmas would be uh, complete without a <clears> store-bought <throat> fruitcake, everybody? This oh, is a man, four. I make, I make fruitcake every year. This is a four-pointer. This is a four-pointer. We got to do this because uh, this is Country Inn famous quality fruitcakes, and. Uh, Okay, so this one starts with Joe, right? Mm, I don't care. I can't. No. Oh, jeez. Right. Joe, it so, has anyway particle board in it. It does. It's made of particle board. I <laughs> All right, so so here we go. This is a four pointer because there's two different. There's actually four different kinds of of fruit cakes Sears is trying to sell you in 1976. Country Inn Famous Quality Fruitcakes. The Masterpiece Cake comes with 72% fruit and <laughs> and nuts and 28% batter. All right. A three how much is a three pound masterpiece cake? <sighs> I wouldn't give you. 99 cents. <laughs> How much is a five pound cake, Joe? 89 cents. Jesus oh, it's even know. less? It's even less. <laughs> All more, right. Where they go? Hurting. 89 cents for the. And if it's a 10 pounder, 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so cat. Uh, well, no, no. Oh, Joe, Joe, I'm sorry. We, we got to finish. Because there's another kind of cake. There's the butter batter that has 53% fruit and nuts and 47% uh, batter. How much for a three-pound butter batter fruit cake? Joe. Um, Joe is Butter dead. battered. <laughs> well, with more batter... <laughs> I would go. Uh, I would go a dollar ninety nine. Okay, and then the um, five pound butter better. How <laughs> much would that be? A dollar fifty. <laughs> oh my god! All right, cat. Moving right along. The masterpiece fruitcake, seventy two percent fruit, twenty eight percent batter. How much for a three pounder? Three fifty. All right, how much for the five-pounder? Five even. Five even, all right. Oh, wow. All right, Cat, or, I'm sorry, Rain, how much for the... Um, hold uh, on, hold on. The, huh? the butter batter. You oh, forgot. no, no, shit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The butter batter. God damn it. Yes, yes. I I'm getting so mixed up here. Yes, yeah, so, Cat, butter <laughs> batter. How much for the three-pound butter batter? Two dollars. 
All right. How much for the five pounder butter better? $3. (laughs) Oh, just saying that shit out loud is stupid. Uh, Butter better. All right. The five pound butter better. (laughs) Five pound butter better. All right. So, Rain, how much is the masterpiece? Three pound (laughs) masterpiece. We're talking about a masterpiece erector set. What? Uh, no, no. Uh, no. We're okay. talking about no, fruitcake. Fruitcake. Fruit 72% fruit, 28% batter. Uh, all right. I'm going with $8.95 and $9.95. All right. $8.95. And for the butter batter, I'm going $9.95 and um, $10.99. $9.95 and Ten ninety nine. No, not ten ninety nine. I'm sorry, ten ninety. Ten ninety. Okay. All yes. right. And Bobber, you are the last on the fruitcake tip here. That doesn't right, sound so good. Despite what what Joe was thinking, the one with the more fruit and nuts is going to cost a little more. Not much more, but a little more. I'm going to go with uh, for the three pounder three ninety five, for the five pounder five forty nine. Okay. And then uh, for the for the butter batter book, uh, three forty nine for the three pounder and four ninety nine for the five pounder. All so right. Going to win spectacularly tonight or lose again? This is crazy because I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> I should not have done fourteen items, but it's the fourteenth of December. So I felt I had. Did with this? That was a lot of things, Ken. It really was. It really was. (laughs) I kind of lost my mind. But all right, we're gonna go ahead and um, play the green news report. (laughs) No, are we really? Yeah, because I have to tabulate them. It's we're we're five after ten right now. So we do this. We can uh, we can figure out who the winner is uh, uh, momentarily. So, all right, we'll be right back, and I'll tabulate the winners. <laughs> this is this is so ridiculous. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Yeah. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. It's Thursday, December 13, 2018. Arctic is experiencing the most unprecedented transition in human history. Very bad news in the latest Arctic report card. Coal State Democratic Senator gets top energy committee position. Washington State Governor unveils ambitious climate change legislation. Plus... Well, I want the cleanest air and the cleanest water on the planet. I want crystal clean water. Trump EPA rolls back yet another major water protection rule. All of those rollbacks and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. When you look at China and when you look at other countries where they have very... You know, foul air. They have not good air. Yes, we know what foul means. You are a really not good president. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I think you understated it. I think it's not very bad news in the Arctic. I think it's very 
Very bad news in the Arctic. (laughs) Okay, we'll take it. The Arctic is in bad shape, and that has global consequences in faster sea level rise, faster global warming, and more extreme weather. That's according to the latest Arctic report card out this week, an annual update on changes in the Arctic issued by NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. NOAA finds that the Arctic has lost 95% of its oldest, thickest sea ice, which is severely impacting land and marine species. 2018 will likely be the second hottest year in the Arctic after 2016, and the five warmest years on record in the Arctic have all occurred in just the last five years. Just to be clear, you said that 95% of the old Arctic ice has been melted. Right. In a press conference, NOAA scientist Emily Osborne explained that what happens in the Arctic doesn't stay in the Arctic. What we're seeing is that the Arctic is warming at twice the rate as the rest of the globe. That results in a change in the the pattern of our jet stream, and the jet stream is impacting our weather throughout the year. Impacts include extreme weather that stalls in place, like record drought in the West, or extreme rainfall events like Hurricane Harvey. The rapidly disintegrating sea ice is also attracting shipping traffic and mining interests to the region, and therefore more pollution. The Arctic now has more microplastic pollution than any other ocean basin. Report co-author Don Perovich summed up the report. One of the big takeaways from this year is it really shows how interconnected things are, how the Arctic is a system, and we're really starting to see cascading effects that we don't fully understand. Not only cascading effects, but feedback loops. As the white ice disappears, it's replaced by darker water and land, which absorbs heat from the sun instead of reflects it back. And that, in turn, creates even more warming that melts even more ice. Right. This is very bad. In other news, the Trump Environmental Protection Agency this week proposed rolling back yet another major Obama-era public health standard, the Waters of the United States rule that protected waterways and wetlands that feed into the drinking water supply of one-third of Americans. It was aggressively opposed by Republican state attorneys general and some folks in the agriculture, real estate, and oil industries and golf course owners like... President Trump. Huh. In a press conference, this is how acting administrator Andrew Wheeler characterized the Obama standard. They claimed it was in the best interest of water quality, but it was really about power, power in the hands of the federal government over farmers, developers, and landowners. Also, an EPA spokesman claimed that the agency had no data on the impact of the rollback, but E&E News, via a public records request, obtained that data that doesn't exist, showing the agency determined 20% of streams and 50% of wetlands would lose protection under the new rule. This is a proposed rule. The public comment period is now open at regulations.gov, and it will likely face years of litigation. Good. In the United States Senate, Democratic Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has granted the top spot on the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee to Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Bad. A major supporter of the coal industry and the committee's highest ranking member, this after midterm election losses forced a committee leadership reshuffling. As climate activist Bill McKibben put it on Twitter, quote, yes, we have to change everything to deal with climate change, but no, that doesn't include seniority rules in the Senate. And putting Joe Manchin on an energy committee, you know, 
know, for all the complaints about Nancy Pelosi, why aren't Democrats complaining about Chuck Schumer in the Senate? Finally, there is some good news. Washington State's Democratic Governor Jay Inslee this week unveiled an ambitious package of legislation to tackle climate change that includes phasing out fossil fuels like natural gas and coal from the state's electricity supply by 2045. There is no carbon tax or fee included in the governor's proposed legislation. That's after the oil industry spent $30 million to defeat a state carbon tax in the November election. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide, please, on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. dare, dare. This is Rain and Bobber from ForFreedomsBlog.com. And we'd like to continue the war on Christmas by wishing everyone at Indie Media Weekly and turn up the night a happy holiday. Yeah, that's right. A happy freaking holiday. Merry Christmas. Not in this liberal utopia. Happy, happy holidays, holidays and, and don't drink the green eggnog. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Cleveland! <laughs> 
Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton. And thank you, of course, Columbus, Ohio. Welcome back to the program, everybody. And we are way into overtime here. And my apologies to everybody for that. But I'll tell you what, we have a clear winner in the game. Um, and I think we should probably just do a lightning round through all the different items uh, and see who won. So... Uh, we should probably uh, play a little bit of that uh, goofball music that I had before. So, All right, here we go. The first item we had was the 8-track uh, player. And uh, the point goes to Mr. Joe Santorsa for the 8-track player. You said $10.99, the highest price of anybody. And the 8-track player was $24.95. So good wow. job, Joe. Wow. But unfortunately for you, Joe, that's the last point you earned. So. <laughs> I figured. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> the uh, well, I pretty start fast, but yeah. Well, it, you know, it, I understand you were confused about the materials and things like that. It, I get it. board. And Kat uh, dug back in her knowledge of what toys her neighbors had and got the next point for the $6 million man action figure. Six forty-five was what you said, Kat. $7.44 is what Steve Austin went for back in 1976. So good job. Wow. And uh, then the air hockey table. You guys went way low on this, but, uh, well, actually, Joe went way high. Um, what did he, didn't Joe say a million? Yeah, Joe, Joe <laughs> no. said, Joe said a lemony, gazillion dollars. Uh, but the actual, I I said three, three ninety nine ninety nine. you said, uh, you said, uh, one ninety nine ninety nine sale price and uh, three ninety. Yeah. Yeah. And then like $200 off. But anyway, Rain was the winner of that one because um, she what? said sixty nine ninety five and seventy four ninety five, where the actual price was uh, one twenty nine ninety five was the sale price, and one ninety nine ninety five was the original price. So Rain, you got two points for that. Wow! Yeah, That's the, the first time I think that's happened. Uh, wow. yeah, and. Uh, the Batman vehicles, everybody. Uh, the Batmobile was thirty-seven ninety-nine, and the Batmachine was nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> so, oh, so sixty-three. Yeah, that, seriously. And uh, so uh, Bobber got the Batmobile with thirty-nine ninety-five or thirty-nine twenty-five. Or, I'm sorry, thirty-two twenty-five. And Cat got. The Bat Machine with twelve forty nine. So good job there. Wow. And the blow dryer. That's the next item. Uh, the blow dryer uh, goes to uh, Bobber again. Twelve ninety five. Yeah, yeah, He's a yeah. Metrosexual. <laughs> so he's been one for a well, long, long time. A pattern is, is emerging here. There you go. <laughs> so the blow dryer was uh, originally a hair pattern, huh? 
A hair pattern? Yes. But the the, pattern, the blow dry the blow dryer yeah. sale price was um fifteen ninety nine. Bobber, you said twelve ninety five. And then the original price was seventeen ninety nine. You said fifteen. So you got both points on that. So good job. Woo-hoo. And the CB. Wow. You guys all sucked on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, because Bobber got this one. It was sick. Yeah. He, Bobber uh, said $49.95. The actual price of the CB was $69.50. And the next lowest price was Rain. You said $69.99. You went 49 God. cents over. Wow. They're That's... always back in those days it was ninety five, not ninety nine like we do now. Well this That's was sixty nine sixty nine fifty. The times. Yeah, so Rain, you really Seriously, blew it. I do. You really blew it there, Rain. You know what? No, I didn't blow it. I was the windbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Break like the wind. Think about that. <laughs> Alright, so the ceramic clocks point goes to cat. They were twelve ninety nine a piece. You said the highest wow. price, seven dollars. Some cheap ass overpriced shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is the donut machine. Uh, and let's see. That one goes to Bobber. Look at you, Bobber. Racking up the points. The price was nineteen seventy nine. Was the price on the donut machine? You said fourteen ninety five. Alright, next one, the Erector set. <laughs> the Master Erector set. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Erector set was actually $49.99. Dirty. Dirty. $49.99. Dirty. $49.99. Wow. Yeah. And guess who was closest to that? Rain. Because you said thirty, you said election. you said thirty-two forty-five. So there you go. <laughs> All right, I, did. I wrote this stuff down. You wow. did. All right, the next one is Hugo. Uh, the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> uh, it, and that point goes to um, to Joe because Hugo oh, was. I thought ten- I had my last point. Yeah, I fucked up. Um, so, <laughs> Come on, but man. uh, it's Friday, Joe. <laughs> it is. Well, Friday. I'll take a bonus point. Eight ninety-five uh, is what you said. Ten ninety-nine is what Hugo costs, and you. So you were the highest price on that. Uh, the magic set. Uh, that goes to Bobber, because Bobber said eight ninety-five, and it was nine ninety-five. <laughs> It was nine ninety five, so you were only a dollar off, Bobber. Good job. <laughs> and <coughs> the NFL helmet radios. The actual retail price in nineteen seventy six was fourteen dollars and eighty eight cents. What? Hey. So again, right. Bobber five ninety five. You got a point for that. Now this is where Ooh. we get into the real nitty gritty for points. Because we, we got a lot of points going on in these last two. And the last two are Super Pong. <laughs> Super Pong for two players was... Pong. 
All of it is Pong. It really kind of is. $39.95 for two-player Pong. Rain said $24.99 for two-player Pong. So, Rain, you got a point for that. Okay. Four-player Pong was $49.95. Rain, you get a second point for saying $32. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yo. The last one is the fruitcake, <laughs> which was a possible four points. And one person got all four points. Oh, wow. Must be Bopper. Nope. No. No. All right. For the masterpiece, 72% fruit and nuts and 28% batter. <laughs> three pound cake. Three pound cake, eleven ninety nine. Rain said eight ninety five. Rain wow. wins the fruitcake prize. <clears throat> what? Five pound cake. Rain said nine ninety five. It was seventeen ninety nine. Rain, you win. Oh my god! Oh jeez! The butter it's batter. So sweet. Damn expensive. The butter. I the butter batter cake. Rain, you said nine ninety five for the three pounder. It was nine ninety nine. And rain the five pound the five pound butter batter cake. You said ten ninety. It was fourteen ninety nine. You got four fucking points for the fruit cakes, Rain. So our clear winner tonight is Rain with nine points. Second place. Second place. (laughs) Bobber with Bobber has seven points. Cat has three points. Joe has two. So dead last, dead last. Yeah, uh, you usually win this. I always said you were a fruitcake. You're a fruitcake. That that fruitcake. That fruitcake cost enough to feed a family of five back then. Yes. Fill up your tank of gas. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie about this. Bob, Bob is—he has cooked fruitcakes over the past few years, and they're not cheap. No, no, they're—they're especially if you use good fruit. So I feel like I undercut the fruitcake price because it was the '70s. Yeah, I gotta say they're the most expensive things I throw away. Hey Rain, (laughs) hey Rain, can you just can you just say to everybody right now? I got nine points in this game. I got nine, nine, nine points. <laughs> I won. I won this there you game. Go. You said you suck at this game. I do suck. You did great. Well, you, you dominated. Dominated. <laughs> well, especially especially in the fruitcake section. <laughs> all right, all right. That's me. So, well, I'll tell you what, we we, we definitely have to wrap things up because seriously, we're all we're 26 minutes over. So <laughs> I just I but, just want to thank my competitors. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. You guys are and, awesome. and Kat, we're don't worry. So much. No. I know. No, and, come on. And Kat, Please, Kat, I know, I know. I feel about this, Joe. I know Kat said prizes weren't important when we talked about this, but I still want to send you a consolation prize. So you're going to get a, a, a week's supply of turtle wax. 
Yay! How much did Turtle Wax cost? I can't get the right Cerrone. Oh yeah! If you want the rice aroni, yeah, sure. Let's go treat. You get the home game rice aroni. <laughs> but no, seriously, Cat, uh, resend me your address and I'll send you a, a consolation prize. That'll be fun. I promise. Uh, but let, let's uh, let's give uh, parting shots here. Uh, so I'll tell you what. We'll start from uh, whoever had the lowest points goes first, Joe. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I may have had the lowest points, but this guy had the lowest day in the world. 57, True. 57 years later, Michael Carroll found his father buried in his basement. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Long Island guy. Yeah, uh, his Long father Island. disappeared uh, back in 1961. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that story. That came out about a week ago, didn't it? Yeah, Long suspected that uh, it was foul play. Uh, got his it grandma's Long house. Island. Yeah, got got his mother's house. Uh, had a psychic go there. A psychic said that, and he dug up his basement and found his dad. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. Well, that's Long some, Island. Yeah, that's y- some y- deep y- stuff. Y- yeah. Well, yeah, deep under the dirt. Uh, so. yeah, and you want to hear the best part? He huh. found him on Halloween. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh that's uh, you know. Uh, (laughs) all right uh anything else joe (laughs) no we'll be redoing uh dr seuss on sunday i took two days to rewrite how dancy pelosi stole trump's christmas oh Uh, that's lovely i can't wait for that so yeah it took uh, days but i did it all right cat uh with two points or no three points uh what's your parting shot um, sorry, I, I had to snort a little Adderall here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that story doesn't surprise me at, at all about Long Island because you know how <laughs> those Long Island people are. Um, I'm a Long Island girl. Yeah, I'm from the other side of the sound, so hey. Hello, um, Connecticut. But um, thank you for having me on, Kenny, and I promise I will try and refrain from anti-trans slurs in the future. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, But no, thanks for joining in on the game, and I promise the next time we do this game, I won't do 14 items. (laughs) But I had to get the air hockey table in there, Cat. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Cat yep. beat my so ass so hard. Playing it than pricing it. Seriously, seriously, cat beat my ass so hard at air hockey at that place. Where was that? That was in uh, uh, Gemini Place or whatever, or at, at Easton. Easton, Easton. Yeah, we went to this like arcade and hung out, and you know, uh, Tom Schaefer was there. My dad was there. Susan was there, um, and. Uh, and I don't know who suggested playing air hockey. It was probably me. And then Kat was probably like, ooh, 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 okay, I'll play you. And then <laughs> and I stood there, and it was just like, you know, I'm like, hey, I'll slide it over to your side. And Kat's like, wham! You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, not fair! I grew up with brothers. 
Yeah, no, it, it was. It, it's it's just a. It's just a. It's just a very funny, vivid memory. So, uh, <laughs> so I had to get the air hockey table in there for you. Um, but uh, all right. Uh, so Bobber with seven points. What's your parting shot, sir? Good job. Good job. Well, uh, you know, a little over two years ago, and uh, the, the 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 our horrible nightmare began. You know, we all thought, oh, he'll be out of there in three months. He'll be out of there in six months. And here it is, you know, two years later, and he's still there. Um, but I get the feeling that um, the shit is really hitting the fan, and I don't think it's going to be another two years. Oh, and this is like this is like Merry Christmas to us. Right I'm now. kind of feeling. I'm feeling that. Um, I'm hoping for a, re- a shameful resignation. Um. But, uh, I really, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of banking right now on president Pelosi. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, I really, I mean, could you imagine the fucking humiliation that crowd would feel if Nancy Pelosi was president? That would be awesome. So I bet Fox news would go off the air for a week. Oh yeah. Yeah. A week of mourning. <laughs> yeah. So it's just be a black banner up there. Exactly, but no, uh, you're right. You're right, though, Bobber. I, you know, who would have thought? You know, two years ago, uh, you know, two and a half years ago, whatever, we were talking about Michael Cohen with Brianna Keeler saying, "says who?" about you know the polls and everything. Um, and now he's like, "I'm gonna do everything I can to save my ass." No, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, well, what a, you know, I'm, I'm smart. You know? <laughs> I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart, and I yeah. want respect. Yeah, and that that might not happen, buddy. Uh, but no, you're right. You're right, Bobber. Good, very good point. Uh, anything else, Bobber? I'm good. All right, Rain Queen of what the hell is that fucking price with nine points? Yes. Good job. I still suck. What? I said good job. I know. I still suck at this game. I'm uh, telling you, I really still suck at it because that was all just, I'm just listening to other people. The, the, the ones I won. So you're like Michael Cohen. You're just listening to other people and doing, you know, poor yeah. decisions. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just like Michael Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're a winner. Take it. Run with it. Nine points. Run like the winner. Yeah. Break like the wind, windbreaker. I am the windbreaker. I know. Too much fruitcake. That's why I called you that. Literally in 1977, (laughs) there there are stories I can tell you. But in 1977, when my family drove up from Long Island, Long Island... We drove up uh, here and we yes. had we had the, the Radio Shack CBs, which were worth a lot more money than the Sears one. Yeah. And I did. My my dad, my mom and dad were like, okay, you can get on there. And I'd be like, hi, breaker, breaker, 1020. It's the windbreaker. <laughs> and really, there were people who were truckers who were probably pedophiles. Breaker one, man. <laughs> this is Red Rider. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
It was like that. They were like, hi, Windbreaker. Hey, you can break wind on me anytime, little lady. <laughs> that probably did happen. Was that Jeff? Uh, no, no, that's no, not that Jeff. Jeff's this is Jeff's dad, wasn't this it? Is, this is Jeff. Hey, yeah, yeah, you can break wind on me. It's funny. Oh, I got a finish for that. Ah, oh, okay, Jeff. I'm not gonna. No. All right, we no. gotta. We gotta. We really have to wrap up the show. So that's my. That, I'm done. All right. Okay. See everybody. Happy Friday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities on behalf of the management and staff. We wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I've got the pundit blues. I've got the pundit.